Welcome to the Geek Domination Podcast. I'm your host, Zane Coppage. With me this week is Cody Spitzelberger. Hi. And Anthony Tyson. What's up? Today is March 29th. How you guys doing? Longest well, drink. drinking coffee. Really good, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> coffee time for you. Nectar of the gods. Yeah, right. Especially when there's <laughs> alcohol inside. Hey! <laughs> like and you so take that. like something really awesome, something really awesome, Mash them together, put them in a cup. Epic. Okay. Success. That's my life. Pretty much something like that. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to? I mean, I guess we've been hanging out pretty much all week at this point. Kind of sort of. Because. Kind of sort of, not really. Yeah. Well, last half of the week, I guess, yeah, is more appropriate. But... Um, so, like, to start off, like, after yeah. the podcast last week, Missane and I were getting some stuff done. Got a lot and done. And we threw on Flash. We watched a couple of episodes of that. Went home. <laughs> Binge watch the entire series. <laughs> so good. It's really good. <sighs> so much better than Arrow. Oh, like literally, like I was just and I texted you about this. Yeah, yeah. I was so angry during the Flash versus Arrow episode. It it's like pulled everything so weird. CW's fucking Arrow is like my least favorite thing on this universe, I think. It, really? It just it's doesn't so represent bad. Arrow well for me. Really? Yes. Everyone loves that show. No. It's because it's it, it's Batman without being Batman. That's literally that's the problem. Say, that's yeah. why people love it, but it's not the same reason why I hate it. Because, the fact that yeah. in the Flash episode, um, Dr. Wells compares Arrow straight to, up to straight Batman. up to Batman. Like oh, he, Arrow's just meta. like Vigilante's just like Batman. You're like they they name drop Batman in the same sentence as Arrow. <laughs> yeah, I remember like I was watching the second episode of Arrow, and it's like, you failed this city. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's straight up Batman. Well, and then like he steals his villains. Like steals villain. Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul is all is the main three. villain of the season right now. Season three is all Ra's al Ghul. Wow, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, if you hey, couldn't tell from all the promotional first shit. First of all, you're not allowed to call spoilers. That's me. I'm the spoiler <laughs> guy. Spoilers? Second of all, it wasn't uh, even a real spoiler. Right. Where well, and then, hurt? like, Deathstroke plays a large role, which makes sense because he's kind of part of the that origin. That makes sense. That I made love, part of his origin. Deathstroke and he did a great job for he's season cool. two. And I was all set up ready for season three. Like, watch the one crossover episode on the arrow side of the fence, which that is was... a year later, and it's really annoying. It's really So it's a year... <laughs> so later than that first one Flash so technically, technically sits right between season two and season three of arrow so technically like the season one is over in the crossover episode of arrow yes that's so weird. yes yes so so basically the, the way it's set up is season two halfway through the season shows the uh collider or whatever exploding halfway through season two of arrow does that little scene with um Barry and Oliver on the rooftop happen in Arrow. No, you know? that's really? that was supposed to that's supposed to be the big like connector for them was that the end of Arrow and very beginning of Flash were supposed to happen. So technically, if I think about it more accurately, Flash takes place in the gap between seasons two and three of Arrow because there's a time gap in there, which is the funny weird thing because like suddenly in Arrow season three. Something awesome happens for me because I was, I was always excited from season one was that uh, his teammate, his, his partner becomes, uh, I guess, they, I don't remember if they go off Red Arrow or Arsenal in that show, but they don't use Speedy. I know that for a fact. Oh, no, it was weird. I remember I remember it was like the fourth episode and I'm still on season one. Yeah, yeah, FYI, yeah, yeah. But Speedy is referenced as his sister. Yeah, so, so there's an explanation for that. 
they, when they retconned with New 52, I think, is when this happened, they, they gave that the nickname for her. Okay. Speedy the Hero was nicknamed, or named Speedy because he was faster in every way to traditional Green Arrow. So well, in sure, the, he's Speedy. And so the thing was, is that he then named himself later um, Red Arrow to mm-hmm. separate himself from that childish yeah, yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when that happened, um, Oliver's sister began training and actually became speedy. Like, oh, okay. So now in the they're, they're getting the series, there. They're trying to get it almost there. Speedy. Yeah, she's speedy. She's training with Merlin, is what I last saw in some of like the the trailers. Merlin? Yeah. Who the fuck? Merlin's that? the, the 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 that's his given name. Like that's his born name um, of the villain. Like that's his name is Malcolm Merlin. That's like his last name. Like Wait, queen of, of who. He's the black uh, archer that's terrorizing Oliver throughout season one. Never okay. even seen mm. it. <laughs> no, he's wearing all black. <laughs> um, okay, you'll he's see literally him. literally colored in black. Yeah. Um, you'll see him. He's the big bad of all of season one. And then okay. he recurs throughout. He, he makes like one appearance in season two. And then he's recurring through season three as a pseudo ally of Oliver and them. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of convoluted history. In the original comics, he's the one that trained Oliver. In the original comics, that's before they did all the retcons, like right. the five different retcons that DC's done over the years. But no, so like my biggest, and we've so talked high. about this before too, yeah. is the fact that like Oliver Queen, like the comic book version, fucking loves being a superhero. Adores it. That's his favorite job. And that's my least favorite part about the Arrow thing that he's just like, oh, it's my duty. I have to protect the sturdy. And then you have Agreed. fucking Barry Allen, who like my favorite scene so far in the entire series is when we get, he gets mugged. And he's uh, just yes, like the yes. guy's just like oh you have like a hundred thousand people in the city and you pick me and he's just so excited he just he strips the guy down to his underwear of his weapon of everything and then brings over a co- like a, a street cop just stands him next to him and just sort of like runs off with all the stuff <laughs> and like turns it in and it's just so funny because he's just like out of everyone in the city you possibly could choose you chose me this is the greatest day ever and he just he completely trolls the mugger. It to his face. Wow. It's so That's great. Just, that is that is pretty funny. I'm excited. Next week is supposed to have Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's gonna be so and good. That is That's cool. I I so remember trickster for back i know i've seen the the ultra yeah so that's really fucking cool that mark hamill's coming back dude he he makes i don't know if i told you guys mm-hmm. this but he makes a guest appearance in kingsman which was really fucking cool Does yeah you really? told me that yeah, yeah you said yeah, that yeah yeah it's really that's sweet cool. i still need to see that yeah we'll, it's, it's we should go sometime amazing. next week i will go see it again i'll pay to see that movie <laughs> five million times i will buy it, it on so blu-ray good. well it's cool it's because i, the I best always movie i've seen i always get two seen. aspects of movies i get yeah. aspects of the movies from you because you're the movie guy and you always like tell me about good movies and then i get aspects of movies when I'm in school in our post-production class and we're like talking about movies we've seen and there's like oh yeah the sound production is this is really yeah. really good well the like, visuals and the sound production in Kingsman is top-notch amazing yep well like you were saying rocket jump One helped with the stunts yes yeah and then really I was watching something and it was uh someone else worked on, oh I know what it was um something big actually this was part of news last week that we kind of um, got edited out because it, we was we were taking too long but um, Mark Miller is getting yet another one of his comics produced into a film. He's had now um, wanted. Well, that's the thing is I put it on the 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 thing, and we said it was it was one of the ones that was willing, we were willing to cut out, oh, okay. and so we cut it. But and the name is really weird. Yeah. Well, so so Mark Miller is an Irish writer who's primarily worked for Marvel and their subsidiary uh, Icon, and so basically, long story short, wanted. Was a Mark Miller film. Um, <clears throat> Kingsman now is one of them. 
the Civil War storyline for Marvel is one of them, and Kick-Ass was one of his. So he's had some of the more grit. Like, whenever he's not doing Marvel stuff, it's really gritty realism. Like, what would happen if this was real? That's what Wanted was. That's what uh, Kicks, or Kick-Ass definitely was, was like, let's just take this one element and just throw it into the real world. Oh, my God. And that's, that's exactly what they did with Kingsman. Perfect. It's literally like James Bond times... Thousand? Uh, no. It's James Bond on like cocaine. Okay, it's okay. fucking I'm in. sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm excited because I'm like, I'm not the biggest movie person, like yeah, obviously, right. But there's a lot of fucking good movies coming out. I know this year's gonna be this good. This year, year looks so good. I have seen the shittiest movie so far. <laughs> yeah, for Kingsman. Yeah, we and I am excited for the next couple months. I, like, yes, I know. Myself. I don't think you've talked about this on podcast, but I know you put a review up on there. Mm-hmm. I've heard so many mixed reviews on Chappie. Okay. No, Here's, I think you did, actually. Yeah, he talked about it last week a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like, might have briefly mentioned it. It's, I've heard it was, like, pretty good. To, like, you said last week that it was basically a giant music video for uh, <laughs> those... I can't remember the artist. Diane. Diane. Yeah. yeah, you totally did talk about it um, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> look, Die Antwerd... I, I I have mixed feelings on their music. Like, a few of their short stuff is circuit, so Is it Short Circuit 2 meets Die Antwerd? But it's not even with a, some. But it's not cool enough to be short circuit. That's the problem. <laughs> that's why I said short circuit two, the one that was not nearly as good. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> he even hangs out with a gang I, in that I movie. I've never even seen it. Oh I my god. Okay, so watch short circuit two, and then I want to hear from you later about Chappie. Like it's totally confirmed. It's pretty much. Yeah, it's got to be pretty close. They yeah, even hang out funny. with a short circuit. Like he hangs out with gangs. <laughs> like '80s style gang, so you know all they're doing is switching a knife on, and they're wearing jean jackets. Like Jesus, really horrible '80s gangs. Well, you know, and that's the thing with Chappie. It's just it is a good idea, not fully realized. Like Elysium, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the same problem I had with Elysium. It's like well, it's so disappointing. Don't get wrapped up. It's so disappointing that, that he focus. came out with that statement saying that he didn't focus enough on making the movie better and it was like right at the end of post-production for Chappie and I was like do you realize this way too late like you're done with another movie <laughs> no I was gonna say like the mistakes he made in Elysium are just practically on. the same yep. mistakes that I had with Chappie damn it. I mean I, I think Elysium uh, I think Chappie is a little <laughs> less heavy on the, like the political yeah, you know, yeah. undertones that he loves to strike for but it still has the same problem with focus right makes sense yeah. I don't know but yeah, so you've been binge watching a lot of Flash. I finished the first season of Digimon last night. Yep, nice. And the um, the ending of Digimon Adventure one made me so angry last night. <laughs> so like, for those who don't understand the Digimon, the the lore, the lore and plot line, the final part of season four or season one. Is them returning to the digital world after they got home and defeating the Dark Masters. The, yeah, the Dark Masters essentially took over in the short interim where they were on Earth because time in the digital world is multiplied. Like, it's so much faster what than is on it? Earth. They talk about it. It's yeah, there's an minute, episode. A minute in the real world is a day yeah. in the digital world. That's right. Yeah. It's like Inception. Basically. A yeah. little bit, yeah. So so essentially, in, in the couple... Like, they were there for like a week on Earth, maybe a little bit longer. Something it, like that. In that time... A couple hundred years seem to have passed, and the Dark Masters have taken over uh, the digital world. So they're back there going like, oh, great. We are gone, and shit fell apart. But, like, this is, they go through, and they, like, kill all the, digital, or the Dark Masters. Yeah, and it's, yep. like, half and half, like, really good storylines, half shitty, shitty. storylines. Yeah. <laughs> I remember but that But they, get, they well. get to the end, and they defeat Piedmon, which I love. 
Piedmont, honestly. He's the like, Pied Pipermon. He's like the perfect amount of just crazy and creepy. Nice. I um, like that. And then they're just like, nope, there's I one like more. Pod, I, I, like, I really like Piedmont. He was Piedmont and Piedmont are actually like super awesome. Yeah. Um, and then they're just like, nope, there's one more like super ultimate being, and it's Apoclamon. Which let's not even wow. mention how stupid the name is. Yeah, let's not even go there. But we we but all get it. It's so bad. Like the entire like two episodes. Like this made me so angry. It's like you could just take some of these aspects, because like a Pokemon's like ultimate power was the fact that you could make make them like um, reverse digivolve. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah, right. that's right. I I remember that dude. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. it was just like okay, that's kind of cool. And the fact that like he uses like abilities from all four dark masters and like yeah. every other like main villain of the digimon series they might have called you know what they should have called him is a composite di- a dark master mon god damn <laughs> but just it's, combine them all but if they took some of those aspects and just put them on the piedmon fight it would have been so much better yeah then like this like he has such awful dialogue too like how yeah, he introduces you, himself go, go he's like it. I am a Poclamon, now complete with hot and cold water, because he's, like, this giant, like, humanoid thing on top of basically, like, a giant planet yeah. mine-esque yeah. kind of thing. I remember And there's, that. like, two little, like, a red and a blue tube running from his body into it, and that's supposedly him having hot and cold water. And just some of his dialogues is so dumb. He, like, portrays himself as, like, the ultimate just feelings of, like, grief and despair, and, like, he's using all these stupid metaphors, and one of them's like, if you get the pizza, I get the crust. And I'm just like, you are so... What the Dumb fuck does right that even you know mean? what it was? It was that we're talking about na- uh, naturalization. People, you know, the the, the concept of uh, writers in the states writing because they're trying to justify things happening on screen and original Japanese r- r- script. Trying to, I really like, think the Japanese script was probably that dumb though too. It probably wasn't nearly as bold faced idiot though. Yes. Bold faced like that level comes from a writer in, in America going, "We're writing for seven year olds." And, and thinking along that thought path of yeah. like, how can I simplify this for a seven year old? And then I come along, twenty one years old. <laughs> that's and the thing really is like, angry. <laughs> that's what I was like. What, like, okay, so just continue that. Like, I've been watching uh, the fourth series, which is Frontier. Mm-hmm. Frontier is essentially a cro- like I was telling you, it's basically a uh, crossing adventure kind of feeling, like the writing, the the movement of the series with Power Rangers, because rather than them ca- taking a companion along, they just armor up in in the guise of a po- of a Digimon. So. It's been really good, but like I was telling you, the last episode I saw was 17. By the way, there's 50 episodes in that, se- that season. So like, there's almost yeah. consistently like 50, 50 51 sounds, in a season. Sounds solid. But uh, yeah, and like I was saying, it was, in my opinion, being 25 watching it going, this is a straight knockoff of the wacky races from Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> and then like going, it's probably them trying to homage it, but they're doing a really bad job. And I just feel like they're straight up trying to like blatantly rip it off at this point. I mean, they straight up turn um, Where Garurumon into Shadow Garurumon to make him black so that he looks Spooky. menacing and, and villainous, and then gave him a sidekick called Dogmon, who wow. snickers in the same way as the, the sidekick of the villain from Wacky Races. And I was just like, this is bad. And then, there, like I was telling you, there was a Mole Trailmon, which a Trailmon's essentially a train, who uh, spoke in Droopy's usual depressing oh, tone yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah droopy the dog and it was just like I was, as i'm watching like they're making so many references at my face right now i'm just gonna start getting ready for my day and ignore exactly what's going on the screen <laughs> well, that's what i was doing because so like bad. basically like what i do like i would like yesterday i was just like messing around a while like most of the day yeah and i just threw digimon on my second monitor just because like a lot of the dark master bullshit is, is bullshit. bullshit 
Yeah. And it's just kind of like something you just passively pick up. Like the, the I think I was working on my computer at the same time. I was watching most series yesterday mm-hmm. and then trying to go to bed to it. Digimon just, really is one of those series that like it's good, but it's not a good series to devote your entire attention to no. most of the time. No. See, I need to find myself a series like that because honestly, Digimon. like okay well <laughs> like that's a pretty solid that. one but you have 200 episodes you can throw on while you're doing shit <laughs> Bullshit. and just like enjoy Possibly. the good moments and just in your head criticize all the bad ones huh. all right i might i might do that but i i have been watching like Battlestar galactica and that's like, a, that is a, you need to you vote to, you, you devote yeah well, and it's not even like you want to pull yourself away you just get sucked in. exactly like, that's exactly. a lot of my problem with like flash like earlier in this week yeah. like there was there was a couple it was like that second day so it would have been monday yeah it was monday after last week that i like was watching all the episodes and i was like had hearthstone on my other screen and i was just like i like literally the amount of attention that hearthstone like it's drawing me too far away from the show right now oh my gosh yeah that's, yeah that's nice it was yeah just so and so like it was so good. yeah right yeah, I don't know. And then we went to the museum on Friday we and found out, like... Oh, interesting. I hate where'd, people. Where'd, where'd you go? Where'd you, where'd they... Denver Museum. They well, like, what, what exhibits? We wanted to go for the Mythic Creatures, which was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, incredibly disappointing. Um, I mean, it is what you would expect from a museum. Like, sure. realistically, we shouldn't have been expecting anything. It's true. But we were like, okay, well, this could be really cool. We'll go there, and it's just, like, a bunch of, like, the plastic molds um, of, like you know a kraken and and a dragon and a bunch of other cre- unicorn and things like that and then it tried justifying how these things could have been like thought of and so like Perceived a lot of it was like as real basically exactly so oh. like for instance um what was one of the ones that was actually really interesting um like griffin had some cool stuff griffin yeah griffin was interesting they thought it was a few dinosaur bones when put together weird like essentially if you combined a couple of different dinosaur bones together you could compositely think of a griffin in shape um a lot of people thought sea serpents could have been a bunch of whales in migration because the way that they surface together when they surface together it could look like a a a, uh squiggly line of a sea serpent uh swimming through the ocean and so like it was stuff like that i mean dragon made most sense because if you find a a pterodactyl close to another dinosaur you, if you put those two things together, you put wings on a dinosaur. What is it? A dragon. It's a dragon. So, and there was, like I said, there were so many people in that exhibit too. A shit ton of people, and all of partially them were, our fault for going during a what spring is most, break. Yeah, most people spring break this week on a Friday. Yeah, wow, it was a bad combination. Yeah. But it was that was all right. And then we went through all the other exhibits too, the usual ones that are open all the time, like the Egyptian one and space, space, and all all of the uh, animals. I'm all about that space, space. Yes. Well, it was just I funny because, so like, <laughs> we were both reminiscing. Like, I remember back in, like, middle school when the like, Egyptian exhibit first opened. And it's just that one room. But there was also the – it being so well, bigger, That's too. the thing is that they also had the touring King Tut thing going oh, on at the same right. time. And it just so happened to debut at the same time. And so they were like, oh, this is perfect. We'll go while the big exhibit's open. And they opened that little one. And so we went during that. And so, like, walking to the room was like, so this hasn't changed at all. It's like a closet with a bunch of Egyptian shit in it. Right. Yeah, it was fifty-fifty good, fifty-fifty bad, like a usual trip. I think the zoo is still more fun from last year. That was still more enjoyable, but I don't know. Yeah, that was okay. And then I think we all hopped on Destiny yesterday. We did. It was a good time. Yeah, you know what? That was probably like the first time in a while that I actually devoted like <laughs> more than an hour. Just yeah, a sweet to Destiny, picture. and I enjoyed it. 
You see my sweet picture of carrying them? Well, and what's funny is, like, you just got better spots for your Novas because, like, I was running Nova. I ran across the map, and the moment... No, we just did some some rocks to get and some glimmer. And I had, like... 153? That was, like, 160, and they had, like, 80. (laughs) So the thing was, is, like, when you enter that room and you know when those thralls are spawning, like, I had ran across the room to take on the last of those fallen guys, turned around, and just saw, like, two Novas go off at the same time, like... I missed my chance. Well, here's the other thing, too. I was thinking, like, it would be kind of the same situation if, like, if I were to level my hunter. Yeah. And, like, we had similar gear, you'd still do better than me. Yeah. Because mainly because we're more accustomed to these classes after all this time. That's also true, yeah. I've been playing the Warlock since day one. I was going to say, in multiplayer, like, I was... I was like okay as a hunter, but if I had my Titan, yeah. I would have been oh, yeah. like up yeah. there. Every Again, time. it's just kind of those things yeah. that, and especially for me with like my MMO backgrounds, like I definitely did so much research. Yeah, I always absolutely. do, but like on like the most effective build in that game too. Well, and like my stuff's just not leveled up. That's the problem. Like, like I was telling you, the only thing that for an exotic armor on my warlock that's maxed is obsidian mind at the moment. That's all you need. Really. I, I mean, realistically, but <laughs> yeah. like, like we were obsidian talking about nightfall all day, every day. We were talking about nightfall with. Uh, running me like me running res and with res i was like i don't like i've got barely skull of dire barely like up to where yeah. it'll do one perk well, we've talked and about this before too like praxic is only one perk if you look at it like praxic heart of the praxic fire is on the surface of it a decent exotic what makes it so good is all the other sun singer exotics are shit exactly it's it's brought up by the the pile of shit underneath it and a lot of the warlock just um the neutral ones are pretty weak overall. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say skull I, works pretty well if you throw a lot of grenades. Yeah, because it recharges your super. So like that one makes sense for a sunsinger most of all because you can have two grenades set up. If they get kills, you're getting some more super energy, and then you can activate your super to throw more grenades to then again get more super. Like it, it could. It's similar to Obsidian Mine in that regard, but just for sunsinger side. Somewhat, yeah. I was gonna say too, like <laughs> for me, the two that I have. Heart of Praxic Fire, and then two for my actually two for my Void, uh, which is of course Void Fang Vestments. Void Fang Vestments. I mean, on one I hand, love Void Fang. I They're just good. to they update was, mine. My problem, the problem was with they just got so downgraded in people's minds because they were on sale for week after week after week after week after week. True. Yeah. And that's where I was gonna go with the second Obsidian Mind. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, all that's all you need. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, like I have pretty much all. I do have all of the Titan exotics, all of them, just because they kept dropping. Like it was like, okay, cool, I can just throw this on my. Did like, you get the Crest of Alpha Lupin? That one? was actually the Hunter one, which I still oh, upgraded. Was it the Hunter one? So I still oh, upgraded shit. it because I was still running the last, the vanilla. Um, oh my god, yeah. So like it was maxed vanilla, Did and then I was see like, that Crest that was uh, Crest of Alpha Lupin for the Hunter on this upgrade week? was 170 strength. Had so much stats. So I picked it up, right? Like, I was like, we're, I'm getting yeah, this. Yeah, like, well, I'm yeah. like, I bought the Obsidian Mine this week because it, like, it had, like, something like... What was it 150? 150 max like, combined stats, and my other one had, like, 130. Wow. So it was just like, you know what? I'm not using my stats. Well, and like I was saying, else. I think this is general speculation based on the statements that Bungie's made over time, but with the way that they're going to revamp the upgrade system from Gen 2 to Gen 3 is probably going to be just clear out that last stack of columns and let you keep all your stats otherwise because that last column is just all the damage increase or deep or you know defense essentially yeah and so that's the part that they could reset and 
just the the base level of or whatever for your armor and that way then they can circumvent the problem of having people complain about losing their perks or losing their stat rolls because i know for one like my knucklehead radar is garbage because like it's Same. sitting on like an a, an 80 something oh strength like and i just haven't found him to be upgrading the knucklehead with a higher stat roll yet so i'm just like i've been sitting on that one just waiting for a good stat roll to come down but it still hasn't happened I don't think we um I don't think we threw this in news this week, but um we'll just mention it here, the fact that we're finally getting that vault upgrade that everyone's Yeah, I was asking guys online about. yesterday, but no one was really responding. I was like, Neo, did you hear it? And you just didn't respond. Oh. And then the same thing happened, I think, with you, but I think you were doing something while it happened and so like I kinda just struggled. Actually, off. yeah, I didn't even hear about it. Yeah. Okay, so the, the vault upgrade I, I didn't even see it. Vault upgrade is gonna be twenty four or going from twenty to twenty four on your armor and then your miscellaneous stuff. And then the weapons is going from twenty to thirty. Nice. Or if it's twenty thirty-two. It's no. I know it's, still it's a, no thirty-six. Thirty-six. Because it's, right, it's a six by six. That's right. So yeah, we're getting a shit ton of vault space, and then they justified the reason why they they can't do more at the moment is because of the amount of memory per screen. How many items can be displayed at one time on one screen before it starts bugging sure, out? Sure. Yeah. And like so, pixels and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the way that that director said, he's like, "We're we're working on making additional pages to your vault, but until that happens, this is just gonna be a soft patch to give you more space until we can get that coming down to you guys." And That's I was like, good. "Cool. Like, you guys are doing something about it." Because there was a time there where I was just like, "Fuck, I can't do anything." <laughs> I finally got removed myself enough from the game that I was like, "Oh, all these vanilla legendaries, fuck them." Oh, yeah. gone <laughs> so many of them it I'll finally go. took it long it took long enough for me to get to that point but i was like i don't care anymore i've got good ones now i feel like i should probably do that because i still have a second yaller horn that's untouched just sitting in my vault I was like, I'm, not hold gonna, on to that. I'm not gonna level it i already have a maxed one why do i need a second one yeah and they did simplify the vault stuff i was gonna say like that's the only reason why i was like oh yeah, i would keep it and put it on a but no like in this, yeah, in this situation really as annoying anymore yeah Back never, in the day, I never it really found sense. it annoying in the first place. Honestly, it was right, an inconvenience, the, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was just frustrating that you'd have to be like, "Okay, now we have to wait ten minutes for Cody to run to his vault real quick and swap everything over, and then he'll come back in like ten minutes later." It's kind of that's the like, only part that was frustrating. Yeah, I was gonna say the only thing that really annoyed me the most about getting together with everyone is for me i'm a very practical minded person. Agreed. So if things aren't being streamlined, I start to get ain't like oh, yeah, just. just yeah, Irritated. and, it, that's, yeah, us, and really. that's exactly what was happening every time we made up. It'd be like five, four people at different times would be like, oh, yeah, I need to go to the tower. Oh, yeah, I need to go to the tower. Oh, yeah, I need to go to the tower. And it was always to switch weapons every time. Yeah, well, because then you have to switch characters twice because usually you're already on your the character you want to be running your thing with, and then you go, oh, fuck, switch to the character that has it just so you can run to the vault, drop it off, realize you don't have enough vault space half the time, and then going, fuck, I got to do some more rearranging switch back to the character and right. run like it was so annoying but thankfully now they've made that easy yeah but yeah so that should be coming along with 1.1.2 which they're still saying will drop before house of wolves which we still speculate pretty heavily that it's going to be the second or third week of may so sometime between now and then yeah probably Fingers five crossed. five or six weeks they have to get that patch out that'll be another big one and then they i from what the way they sound it's probably going to be actually a third patch before uh, House of Wolves will drop. That'll be the majority of the content for House of Wolves. I can't remember. Was the the December patch that was a week before um, uh, uh, Dark, Below. Dark Below? Was that two point or one point one? Yes. Okay. So yeah. that the one we'll right probably see one point 1. exactly. So that makes sense. 
and that's just because like day one they want to be able to just like send out a kilobyte unlock code to everyone that has that's the, what the that was something they actually started to do with warlords yeah and wow like the um because that was one of the big things about warlords too is they excuse me like they read it like all like the file structuring for a while yeah so like the the download patch for warlords was like 11 gigs it was yeah. pretty substantial but like you let you could start downloading it like two weeks before yeah exactly and they've that, done that, that before where basically like they patch <laughs> everything like a week before actual launch and then that night of it's just switch on exactly and that's that's the bigger reason is they want to be able to say like the day that they want you to be able to play they want you to be able to play and so it makes sense that we're going to get like a two more big DLC or downloads here in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. It's a lot of it probably consisting of small pieces of House of Wolves until that 1.2 drops and then a kilobyte or two of, of unlock code that'll just unlock it all. Yep. We'll have access. Yeah, I, and like we were saying, like doing weekends like this where we just sort of jump on for a couple hours and just smash out whatever, it really doesn't matter what we're doing. is yeah, like, a lot of fun. <laughs> Swag was like joking yesterday he's like you i got a couple people you want to run uh cars and i was like no yeah we flat out told him like no no I we're don't good care. yeah i'm so done with rating yep just in general yep. i'm not I'm... done with rating i'm just done with end agreed okay you know what i will consider doing the vault of glass well well in like what we're implying more of is give us the next raids we're ready for I'm the exci- new raids. Like, just the name, the arena. Yeah. With the, the lore that we know we're going into, so it's going to be sweet. What we know of the arena so far is that there's going to be modifiers, and it sounds like it's going to be basically like old Firefight from uh, ODST, where basically it's going to drop you into an arena, and the whole raid is that it's going to be a wave, and each wave it's going to have different modifiers, which... Depending on how they do that, we should we're gonna have to have all of the weapons ready to be able to swap between burns because they could incorporate burns in each wave. Well, I think like oh, the, the best thing to do would be like pick your class, that's one. Pick your special, that's another, and then pick your last, and that's another type. And then if you have a primary, that's a special. Equip that. Well, that's usually how. Yeah. But but like right. like I mean, we have enough weapons now that consist of the different types. That it's gotten to the point where like we're able to run into like the nightfall this week and I have. I still don't have an arc primary. It's the only one yeah. I still don't have. Well, you have all of them. I, I don't have void. I, I don't have, have a void primary. I was gonna one. say I don't have any other primaries except arc, and I have arguably the my favorite arc primary gun, which my... is the fucking hand cannon. <laughs> I love that thing. Get out! <laughs> all you fuckers with your good hand cannon, and hey, I'm just rocking hey. out of Florida Crota, which is decent at best. But it's void, and I would really be like, I really wish I had a void primary right now for multiplayer because oh no kidding, like watching that number go up to like eighteen and then just zero again, and then thirty and then zero. I'm like, how did I even beat this one time? Like, how did I succeed one time? Oh, yesterday, how you had so many problems with that? I busted it out in like four matches with a shotgun. Right, but that's the thing is like, I guess my biggest thing was, was that <sighs> I was running with a certain yeah, fusion rifle, and I was running like very intent driven playing it more safe and playing like smart yeah no i was just running around shotguns blazing and then like i was like destroying everyone yeah well and like what's interesting about like the the warlock stuff is the stuff that is left behind does void damage so the impact is a super but then that that uh, what's left over the vortex the vortex stuff those things are considered void damage so you're probably getting additional kills from those wasn't even that much though, really. I know, but it, it definitely it's different than having shotguns are OP. <laughs> that's true too. But I was just gonna say, like, it's definitely different than having no void damaging abilities. 
right and running through it so like my hunter is just hindered in that regard and then what's stupid is that yesterday my warlock and my hunter both got missives for more shit that i'm like i don't want them at all <laughs> Thanks, I, like game. literally every time i get a missive now i'm just like accept go remove yeah i, I, I didn't care. remove them but i need to do that like i was thinking about it t- yesterday i was like i just need to get rid of those and then i would just ran off and did something else and didn't think to even delete it yet regardless we've spent way yeah. too much time on all the bullshit involving me this week what are you doing anthony yeah um <laughs> so you know what as i talk i'm going to lock this game that i have currently underneath me i'll admit to it mm-hmm. i am addicted to another game on the app store again a free play it happens i know Good job i feel shameful but but it's a card game, so I needed it. Like yeah, after yeah. everyone's been talking about Hearthstone, I'm just like, I need something to play, but I don't. You can play Hearthstone on there. Not yet. No, not oh, yet. Oh yeah, not on the not yeah not on the uh, not on the actual forgot. phone. App. Not yet. Yeah, Coming soon, soon. DM. Soon, I can't wait till that happens. But I've gotten that fix off of this this game called Epic Cards. It's like the stupidest yeah. name for a game, but it's kind of fun. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. It consists of six cards. Go at it. Good luck been getting my ass beat all morning right now i'm just not doing well so that's been one of the things um the other things i've been playing are really fun great games that are out right now and you should totally get them it's dragon ball z there it goes Xenoverse. Yep. There go again. Yep. let me yep. just yep. tell you that this is becoming a new fire emblem for him oh it's it's so <laughs> it's just good. i mean and like we, we've joked around about like it's just it looks fun it does it yeah. honestly looks fun it's so much fun i cannot stress it enough like you go around walking in the fucking like hub worlds and you'll find people just jacking around like doing goofy shit i yep. spent like five minutes doing different poses with one guy one day and we were like it's the same thing as yeah. the tower in destiny and just like but it's even better oh, because i'm sure you can do like all of the poses yeah, from, from the show the, the show yeah. I mean, let, let me just tell you, like, I have put my ass in so many people's faces <laughs> in the course doing the Ginyu fucking pose every time. Oh, it's my God. But, um, That's great. But, yeah, I've, I've loved that game to death. And now, now I've achieved Super Saiyan 2 on my custom character, so oh, I'm nice. feeling badass now. Nice. Um, well done. Yeah, and I have Final Flash. I'm just a fucking OP badass well, like, when I go in. Side note, we were looking at all the uh, – last week we were looking at all those Steam reviews and just laughing oh our asses off. That was at great. Them. Oh, my God. Like yeah, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Go on up, like, my this. favorite is still got to train under Yamcha, <laughs> entered my first fight, died <laughs> – 10 out of 10 would get Yamcha again. And I was just like, okay, I'm sold. Like, that's great. Became Vegeta's student, yep. successfully beat a mission. Vegeta calls me a pathetic loser. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would disappoint Vegeta Oh, again. my God. Yep. No, so yep, yep. who I have, because I did Vegeta as my first, of course. And, yeah, it was so fucking annoying. Like, you get a B rank and you'd be like, yeah, that's all right, I guess, idiot. You know, like, you just, like, <laughs> yell at you and you did, like, an okay job. But Cell right now. You can right just now. beat the shit out of Krillin over oh and my over God. and Krillin over. Krillin is such a little bitch in that Whoa. game. It's a fucking... So he was in the show. Like, well, true enough. But give like, him great props now. for entering every fight, but give him horrible props for dying in every single fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Thanks for trying to save us, loser. He is both the... The, the shittiest character and the most annoying character at the same time because oh, yeah. when he does get off his random moves it's just fucking annoying it's the same goddamn Orin combo every time oh, one two it. three bop bang one two three bop bang and you can't like evade Not, it yeah. if you don't pay attention that's annoying that's and it's funny. fucking irritating as hell but like I now have Cell as my master oh, and this motherfucker is 
he just constantly yells at you. He just is like, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. There you go. You're not there worthy you of my power. Stays true to the source material. Had to redo a mission 20 times because Krillin kept dying. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Dude, the missions where you have to protect his ass are so oh, fucking God irritating. Damn it. You have to be like escorts. five levels ahead of yeah. where the, the actual mission's at. So you can just kill just, Freeze as quick as possible. Like spam your ultimate move a million times over. Yep. Just kill him quick but the game is still fun though it's like i'm excited to eventually get that one pretty soon like i want to go in with that so much with you guys and just like i will make it seriously looks so fun it just looks so fun i'll do uh i'll do a boo i'll do i think i'm gonna wind up getting uh the handsome collection though here next week i've been leaning towards it like that one just looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun to play with other people and i need to figure out because it does like i'm already thinking ahead like you're not gonna be able to port characters from your 360 saves to your ps4 saves even though the way it's set up it looks like you're going through gearbox's servers to do it mm-hmm. I, I was like there's a slim possibility that could happen if that could happen i'd be so happy because i got like level 54 assassin just sitting in my saves i'm 99 sure it won't do that you know but on a slim possibility i am excited because like neo and jess have been on it uh swag's been playing a lot too yeah. and all of them are great people to play those kinds of games with it's it's destiny lighter it's it less it's far less stressful on the, the shooter play of it yeah. and borderlands is just comically fun and i i'm curious of pre-sequel as well i mean maybe <clears throat> at some point I'll, I'll think about it it's just like with all of the games that are coming out like i start i'm beginning to get in that mindset of like oh yeah i gotta start watching my pennies again yeah absolutely. and with mortal kombat x next month and then See, the witcher 3 it's like I gotta I gotta be careful. So, I'll probably get Mortal Kombat when they do a gold edition that has all the yeah. <laughs> DLC characters in it already. That's fair. I just I want to play it so bad. Right, so like, right. Well, like we've been saying, like thing. I'm kind of just at the point I'm where I'm so like, just fucking point. tell us what the roster is. Like you keep accidentally some company or another that you're working with is leaking it. it accidental. And then, and then you're confirming it a week later. Like yes, it's true. It's like we have it in here, but I'm gonna mention it now real quick. Is just the Liu Kang thing for one I was like god fucking damn it I'm super excited that Liu Kang's coming back in the way that he is exactly the way that he is I'm excited wait so what is the official description he's working for Shinnok in the Netherrealm he's a Netherrealm agent because he's dead yeah, see, so that that's kind of where I was like, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, um, with the end okay. of the, the Mortal Kombat 9, too, that makes total exactly, sense. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. That's where I was so, so pissed when it was first leaking. I'm like, no, he, no he's dead. And then when they were like, Netherrealm, I was like, oh. You know you, what? Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> I never thought I would ever say this about a fighting game. I'm excited for the story mode. Mortal Kombat, well, Mortal has, Kombat has always good. had a but pretty like, decent story. Nine already brought it out. Yeah, Nine was one that really think. sold it. Yeah. I mean, after even like Nine. Well, and Injustice. Yeah, I mean, that's that the same. Cool, of course, the story yeah. of Injustice was so, so good. good for a fighting game. Yeah, it's just it's and weird. as dumb as it was, DC versus MK was still pretty decent for uh-huh. the storytelling of the crossover. No, like it, yeah, there's that. But I also bought the game at fifteen dollars, and I was oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I was like, yes, I, I got what I got. Yeah. Well, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> well, it, uh, to be fair, you hear DC and MK in the same game, and you just go, yes! Cody, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I will end you. Wow, okay. So these guys are going to fight in that game Mortal one Kombat of these times. Mortal Kombat X. I will kill you with... After school today, buy the bike racks, <laughs> bring your PS4, we're throwing down. Oh, man. This will I don't be have epic. Injustice on my PS4, though. 
It was free. But I I hated the controls on it for some reason. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. like yeah. it was from the 360, so it yeah. like, didn't translate for some reason. Yeah, one of my biggest complaints about that game is the blocking. Yeah, the it blocking on the so PS4. Bad. I hate. No, it's just in general the fact that it's all joystick and it's just the, like basically the block. You just walk it's backwards. old school MK. It's yeah, it's old school. I, MK. I guess I got used to it on the 360, but for some reason it just it just didn't click on the PS4. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're like this instead of like this. May, I don't who know. knows? Who knows? But yeah, at the end of the day, like that's old MK guard. Like that's sure. that's MK one, two, and three guard. So like to have that on MK nine made perfect sense because you're talking about a game that's retelling those stories in an alternate storyline for mk1 2 and 3 so like it would make sense the controls are pretty similar actually when you really think about it i got one other or actually two other things to mention real quick one is along with dragon ball z i popped on my xbox one because i was going to play some titanfall and surprise surprise they released a free like it was like free for like uh, the weekend yeah dragon ball z battle of the gods they just had it for free. And I'm like, okay, Damn I'll it. watch it. That's so I watched it. it. I watched Battle of the Gods, and it was actually really fun. I really wanted it was to watch awesome. that one. Yeah, I liked it I'll wind up probably getting it on, like, Google and watching it on YouTube or something. For but sure. I, I would say it's worth it. It's worth a buy. It's Absolutely. Fun. I mean, especially when those kind of purchases are, like, 6 bucks for sure. a full viewing. But, yeah, like, I got a chance to see that, and that was, like, perfect timing after I finished up Dragon Ball because <laughs> um, I got my fix in. And then um, – other than Titanfall, of course, which is just Titanfall. It's yeah. it's fun. But did you get Hell the, Divers. When by the way, did oh. that DLC come out? The I mean, was that free? Yeah. You got all that? Okay. Oh cool. yeah, I got it all for Very free nice. and I bought the game used, so twenty bucks. I could definitely say it's the best twenty dollar purchase. Yeah, I, I would say so. I know I've said this before too on the cast, but there was so much hype behind Titanfall. Mm-hmm. I think that's what ruined it in the and end. And then was... it just died so quickly. Attention was drawn elsewhere. I and, think that's the bigger thing. And I well, and this is what like a lot of people have been talking about with with Destiny. They there there are comparisons that they're making between Destiny and Titanfall, and in ways they're understandable, and in ways they're not. Yeah. But one of the things is your content releasing on certain intervals. Titanfalls was a little too far spread out, and the community yeah. died off quick after getting the game. Like now that the DLCs have released, it's actually amazing. But from what I'm playing now compared to what I was like. I was hearing and what yeah, I've seen from before. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, the game is so much fun. Now. Well, that's what we've talked about, like but in previous weeks with Destiny. Is like this second DLC really needs to hit the right time, otherwise there's going to be a huge plummet in the numbers. Right. And you think it needs good. to be better? House. Well, I feel like this is kind of a dumb House of Wolves. House of Wolves or Comet needs House to be of better. Wolves. Well, I, I think be Comet needs to be better, and I think House of Wolves just needs to be better than Crota's End. Yeah. I think it needs to be escalating. Exactly. I think Comet just needs to be huge for exactly. Bungie just because it's, for most people, it's going to be... The make it or break it time. The for... make it or break it. And is it worth it for me enough to spend the extra money? Because a lot of people, a lot of us didn't pay for Coda's End. Well, we did pay for it, but we paid for it months Ahead of ago time. when the game yeah. came out. Exactly. I mean... I agree. That's a good point. It's just, it's also one of those things, though, like, if the last DLC that everyone's already paid for is not that great... I think we're going to see a huge plummet, even if Comet was interesting or good. Yeah, House of Wolves needs to be able to float enough numbers yeah, across it to definitely needs Comet. To be better than just just to justify another – like if people – there's going to be, of course, a diehard crowd, but I think going from there, what was it, like 6 million players on average in a day is going to plummet pretty quick to like 2.5, and, and their numbers yeah. are going to hurt. Um, but, yeah, the last <laughs> thing, though, that I played was yeah. Helldivers, and – 
that game is so much fun. That's yeah, I was seriously looking bucks. at it last week. Like oh, it was yeah. on, it was on the spring sale. Oh, was or, it? Yeah. So I was, I was like, I was staring at, it. I was like, oh, you should have picked it up. Mm, it can wait. It could wait. And sure enough, like I'm really low on my funds right now. So I'm oh, like, okay. that was probably for the best. But yeah, I'm if like, you, I'm on the fence at this point. Like I'm like right there with if, a lot of those. If decisions. it goes on sale again and you're still not sold on it completely, yeah, let me know. I'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I will you give you ten play, bucks yeah, okay. just to come play with us because it's so much fun. Like, right. It's it's fun to do with your friends and there's so many stupid shenanigans that can come in because as one of the things yeah. you can call in ordinance from above. Yeah, I saw that. And certainly in <clears throat> um, Starship Trooper fashion fashion yeah um if you do things and you don't pay attention you can fuck yourself over in the ass like literally people will spawn into your games and kill you because their pods just fall right on top (laughs) (laughs) and like the shuttle at the end of the game like i i was actually in a match where this happened we were like so focused on like focus like fighting the way that we didn't see the shadow of the shuttle coming above us (laughs) all of us dead mission fail (laughs) yeah Yep. It's so much fun. It looks like, like kind of ridiculous. dies to the ship that's supposed to take you home. Exactly. Yep. The yep. ship that's taking us home ended up being the ship that took us to our graves. Yep. It was it was great. But like it, it says something about a game where like even your failure is fun. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Cause I was looking at that one and then um oddly enough, last night I also downloaded the Fast and the Furious standalone thing from Forza oh, Horizon. Oh, did you? I because I was loading up the, the three sixty to watch a bunch more Digimon before I fell asleep or as I was falling asleep. And I was like, oh, yeah, that came out, like, Thursday. Popped over to the store, hit, you know, downloaded it real quick. I haven't messed with it yet, but I was just, you know, I was like, cool, I got some more free content that is now licensed to my console. So, uh, screw it. Um, but, yeah, and then the rest of this week, let's see. Uh, you know, I've been keeping up with Flash, like we've talked about. Like, like we were saying, like, just without getting into the spoiler realm, this whole time swapping and and stuff they did like it geniusly so they did do it really like, well they, they made it where so i gotta think how i say this so yeah avoid spoilers so like when barry goes back in time is perfect right right the they timeline that he was in was essentially pretty fucked at that point in ways. pretty well yeah and i so mean was it like a new 52 not quite he not, go, okay, no, no, no no not he that goes extreme back, it's like a so, teaser for a, a true flashpoint moment right flashpoint happens at the end of the season everyone knows that because like Wells keeps no, every yeah, periodically I, looking at the newspaper it. of like, oh, this time at this date, Flash disappears. Like he keeps seeing that, and that's like everyone who's watching is like, oh, that's Flashpoint. So like that's been known since like episode three. But, no, but this time this travels, was like a teaser of that. A day and a half. Yeah, he goes back only like one day. But yeah, he learns real quick how quickly he could fuck up the timeline by messing with stuff and like. That's the cool thing I've always loved about Flash. Like, you think just, like, super speed would be, like, silly? No, you can do insane char- shit. Like, well, and, like, Allen character in general that has so much depth. Well, and then, um... True. And he's always likable, Tom too. Kavanaugh. Charismatic. Tom Kavanaugh, in a recent interview, who's um, Harrison Wells, for those of you listening. He's a brilliant, brilliant. He's so good. But he did an interview where he justified, like, no, flat, like, the Speed Force is coming. We're going to properly explain that in the oh. show and actually justify, like, there's a positive there's a positive current to the speed force and a negative one and the flash and reverse flash operate on those two different Son forces of a bitch now i'm going to have to watch it yeah it's so, so good i love flash like and that's funny because i haven't watched a single episode of yeah. it i just 
haven't gotten around to it. I yeah, guess. like I I bought every single episode that wasn't on Hulu on Amazon. Was but, it? And it's totally worth it. It's two dollars an episode, and you own them. Okay. It's two dollars an episode. <laughs> Oddly enough, there, or it's forty dollars for the entire season. Even that includes episodes that haven't come out yet. And now you're dropping shit. Yep. Oddly enough, I was at Best Buy the other day and walking past like all the seasons and stuff, and I saw the original 1991 series of Flash, and I was half tempted to just be like, "Get it? Pick it I want to yeah. try. I want to watch this because there's so many things within this series that's referencing that 91 series. Because mm-hmm. like I said, we're having Mark Hamill come back as Trickster. We have Barry Allen's father in this series was the original Flash in that 91 series. Like, there's all these little nuance. I want to find more, and so the only way I'm going to find more is if I actually go back and actually watch that old series. So. It's been so good. And, like, so, like I was saying, like, um, we're going to see Speed Force become more of a, a in your face role. This past week, we actually saw, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it, but there was a great scene near the end of the episode between Captain Cold and Flash that justified their entire relationship as villain, as arch nemesis for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And it could only play out on screen the way it did. And I was like, so good. Oh, Is my Captain God. Cold, like, good now? Like he's actually like a cool villain. He he's I mean he's always been a good villain, like a good uh, villain. His name has always been dumb. All the villains in, in Flash have always been really maybe, dumb. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of like because for me the Flash I know him through the Justice League animations and Captain yeah. Cold was always like that bitch slap guy, you know, like right, <laughs> he just right. Bitch slap. Well, off, the thing with that pairing up the, with people. The thing with that series was that they were trying to justify that any time those heroes were on their own, they could easily handle their problems. And that this was years after they'd already established themselves as heroes. So if you think about it from the start, though, they're his first interactions sure. with Captain Cold. Uh, Captain Cold is, I mean, he fits the role well. They use the two guys from Prison Break to, to represent Captain Cold and his. his oh no, kidding! So it's Those the young guys one. Are the in. young one is Captain Cold. The older one is uh, Heatwave. Heatwave, who is a oh. villain who has the opposite yeah. gun from Captain yeah, Cold. Yeah. The only like so, all the villains that they've gotten, the people that portrayed him are fucking perfect. Incredible. The only one I was not a big fan of was Plastique. I agree. And luckily, she was only around for an episode. An episode and a half. She's dead now. Spoilers. Spoilers, episode three. <laughs> so it's, was it it's like four? Three or four. Regardless. Yeah. But uh, maybe it was both. But um, I don't think it was both, but regardless. I'm pretty sure she was an episode and a half. But um, they've had the guy that voiced uh, Lex Luthor in Super or in uh, Justice League. That guy that voices them. Who has also uh, played Krieger in the original um, Highlander. He plays a general in the series that oh. antagonizes Wells. Um, like I said, Wells is, Ka- is Tom Cavanaugh, who's a great so actor. Good. Um, so good. <clears throat> friggin' like Cisco. So favorite. great. Like, well, he's the one that names all the villains. I'll say that. That's, Cisco. It, yeah. Like, Cisco just is this goofy, geeky kid who just loves everything. He's just so excited about everything. And every time they start talking about a guy who has a power, he's always like, Captain Cold. <laughs> just like <laughs> he belts Captain it out. Cold, weather Wizard. All yeah, Weather Wizard. Ones. Like all the names come from him being a goofball. I really like that. Yeah. I yeah, think it's that's absolutely. Awesome. It actually like makes a lot of sense why the names are so fucking stupid in that sense. <laughs> well, and I love this cuz like okay, I'll, this is slight spoilery but it's not big. It's when, the first time Kevin Cold makes an appearance through his episode. The very end Cisco like challenges him and talks him down using a fake invention that he's created to like counteract all of his stuff like if you if you threaten us I'll kill the you with this thing. Cold gun that's yeah. incredibly more powerful. Yeah. And so and basically it's a fucking vacuum. Yeah. And so actually. he basically <laughs> it's been modified with a bunch of lights and stuff, but he basically straight up says like, "So back off, Captain Cold." The villain smirks and goes, 
I like that. Well, and just no, walks no, yeah. away. And then at the end of the um, of this episode, this yeah. isn't really spoiler. Like, yeah, yeah. Flash flat out calls him like you and all of your rogues. Yeah, all your rogues. And so like Captain Cold and the rogues get named by the Flash. In that, so like all of them have come from like goofball moments, but then it's stuck. So good though too. And you're like, okay, okay, I'm I'm cool with that. You and you guys and my brother like. <laughs> have made me want so bad to get into that series then because do it. like it's do it. so good i need to not think i can spend money on whatever i want right right you know absolutely what I will do if it makes it to a point you could just sign have him sign on your amazon there's a couple episodes that are missing now because there's been a couple of so that have expired on hulu i'll fucking buy them they're two dollars and you can just sign on to my amazon and watch them yeah because they're that and good. then just hulu it all right. Well, there. if you guys ever need TV shit series that I yeah have, yeah that's let me that's know. how we'll wind up doing this. Like we've always right. like I I use his Hulu account. I've offered up my Netflix account so that I you just don't never use it. Yeah. yeah, I have like four people. I'm like on mine at right the now at this too, point yeah. like it's one of those things where you just share your accounts and you all cover all the different ways you can watch shows. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so Flash was the big one for me this week. It was just so friggin' good and like something that you and I never didn't really get into. But the end of the two episodes ago had Gorilla Grodd actually show up at the end of the no episode. No fucking shit. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, no, I got it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gorilla God, Grodd is like actually. Well, they one teased of my it in like episode four or five it. at it's the, the end. Same episode as Plastique. Plastique. Yeah, at the end of the Plastique episode where they just show a cage and the name tag Grodd and like it's ripped apart and you're like he's gonna show up again. And is it, is it like straight up now. like classic Gorilla Grodd or like, it's did CG. they like kind of It's CG and well, so like far. of his story. Right. They haven't really done much. They haven't done much with the story. Oh, like, there. Gotcha. like essentially we up. know that he was an experiment at Star Labs and that he escaped. That's as much as we know at this moment. And that he has telepathic powers. We do know he has those powers. So like they've covered the basics of what Gorilla Grodd is. Now I'm curious as to what they do with it. Um, beyond that, let's see. The rest of this week, I... I saw Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit on Netflix just because I was bored one night. I really enjoyed it. I think I still prefer like Reindeer Games in the Jack Ryan kind of uh, mythos because like Reindeer Games with Harrison Ford was actually pretty decent apart from Harrison. Patriot Games? Yes. Okay. Patriot Games. I always confuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, what's funny is Patriot Games was actually a novel I read in middle school. So like. Out of that Same whole series actually. was the one that actually I physically read and then I saw and I was I like, just, I loved it. And I love Patriot Games <clears throat> just because I love Sean Bain yes. and Harrison Ford's yes. dynamic moments. I agree. That, that like, was incredible. When they're on the, the fucking boat. Yes. That's absolutely. so incredible. Yeah. I love that one. And so, like, coming into this one, I was like, okay, it's going to be, you know, Chris Pine and then we have friggin' uh, Shatner. <laughs> yeah. We got, well, we got that and then we've got uh, Superman's dad. Friggin' uh, Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner was in it as well. Oh, Mike Phelps. Mike Phelps. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kevin Costner Mike. plays the CIA agent who recruits Jack Ryan. Uh, and so, like, you get Costner in there. So, like, luckily, playing an emotionless CIA agent kind of is right up his alley. He doesn't <laughs> put a whole lot into himself. But yeah. as I'm watching it, I was doing the same thing we were joking around about with, like, Man of Steel, where he just, like, suddenly sometimes just goes deadpan and just reads the script word for word. That happened a couple of times, but it kind of fit the mood with that movie. Um, it's really cool because you get to see how Jack Ryan goes from being like really brilliant school student at like, I think it was like MIT or something like that, uh, Stanford, and then turns into a Marine for like a few minutes, essentially it gets blown up and then he gets, goes through rehab and then is recruited into the CIA. Like it was just really cool seeing well, that. That's very like jack ryan because right like, right he always is like this victim of circumstance exactly. but he kicks ass at the same time exactly yeah it was really good and then um beyond that i digimon 
um, Destiny and I'm trying to think if I've really played anything else. Um, I, I haven't really touched. Yeah, I didn't really touch a whole lot of it though. I but I did. I've this week yeah, all I've really play. done in it is multiplayer. I haven't done any single player this week at all. Dude, the um, next time you do multiplayer, let me know because I've been I haven't tried it yet. Pretty good. It'll be better with a full group of four. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mostly because the what, the problems that we were running into with it, I was running into it more in my head more than anything else, but it wasn't really like a huge issue, is that the way it's structured is you go into essentially a temple and you're four people. Usually, obviously, you want to have a spread of at least the three main classes so that you can unlock all the different doors that are around because there's a bunch of like little secret doors that when you open them up, you can either fight a special boss to get a special piece of loot or just extra loot for gold and stuff. Sure. And half the time, most people in the team just keep running straight through the next objective without even any regard for those extra side rooms. And I'm like, oh. with us being the way that we are, we were getting, he got less frustrated than I did, but we both kind of had that moment of just like, ah, God damn it, fuck people. I was going to say, it's the syndrome that I had when I was really into Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Yes. I started being that, like, I think it was kind of like you and Cody with Destiny where you started up like a community and everything. That was yeah. me in Mass Effect 3. Right. Like everyone contacted me if they wanted to get into a game because like we ran it hardcore. We were doing the hardest shit. Yep. yep. And we were like, if you're being a dumbass, you're fucking out. Yep. And so many randoms would be idiots in yeah. the game. Uh, well, and that's basically what, kind of like the wall with, with up with that. With that. But so what's kind of cool is like I've been able to unlock some of the classes. I know Cody has, was it Reaver? I have, you have the now, Reaver, Templar. I think that's it. That's what it. is what is Reaver? Two handed warrior. It's that, a two it's a two handed warrior that that's its focus. When that do you get those focuses? In the single player? Well, whenever. Okay, so in, in single, single player, player you get it around ten at level ten. Around there. Yeah. Oh, so I'm like one level off. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's when the, the prologue quote unquote happens. So or, uh, completes. So like you that. get to Skyhold, then you leave Skyhold once, and then you come back to Skyhold. You can go to the war map, and there's an option to activate it. And then like Colin or Josephine or uh, Liliana will summon experts for your your class. So like we'll bring in some rogue experts, and then you talk to all three of them. You'll get like these little quests, and then once you complete those quests, they'll ask you if you want to specialize in that field, and it'll add a specialization. Um, in multiplayer, you just gotta craft the armor or unlock the armor. I also had a couple of characters unlock their armors, just mm -hmm. like boom. Oh, I have the do ability. Do you do you have like presets in the multiplayer? Do you not bring your own character? Yes. In? So basically, it's just the, like it's exactly so like Mass Effect Three. Perfect. Actually, so yeah. yeah. Like so you that. have yeah. like a Reaver tree. So what Reaver is is it's a a culmination a, combination of a few different parts trees of in the single player. What warriors. Reaver is in the single player is it's a build that bases yourself on. It's basically like a berserker in the sense where as you take damage, you start to do more damage. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But, like, the actual Reaver tree in the multiplayer, which is, like, two different huge trees, are completely different than the single Reaver tree in single player. So, like, from my understanding, yep. a Krogan. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll put that I'll put that <laughs> So, So, just so I can give you a one-to-one, -one, rather than giving you, like, an entire class and then have it separated by species, like Mass Effect 3 did, in this case, it's just, like... I unlocked uh, the – it was actually called the Arcane Warrior because it's supposed to be slightly different than the um, – what's the one? Night Enchanter. Thank you. I always forget because Arcane Warrior You're is the You're the Night Enchanter guy. I know, but okay, so <laughs> Arcane Warrior is the origin of the character's history in Mass Effect – or in the, the Dragon Age series. So, like, Dragon Age 1, my character was an Arcane Warrior, and then a multiplayer for this, Arcane Warrior, so Night Enchanter doesn't even cross my mind. But essentially, it's a mage who's gained warrior abilities – so he can fight so essentially like my my arcane warrior can tank better than most of the tanks 
but it's um it gives a little history on that one character it's a single elf and it gives like a little brief history on it but i only have one of those characters i can level up um and each one kind of is a different specialization within those broad spectrums of rogue warrior and uh uh mage so you essentially have like three per um broad class and then it lets you kind of get into specs and stuff like that um it's pretty cool though like we've been messing around nice i think i unlocked a few extra armors for that dwarf knight thing i don't like him he's useless he's slow he doesn't move in very fast he doesn't tank well because two-handed templar works so much better than the sword and shield templar I my, was ask. my arcane warrior has a couple of uh, templar abilities in Seriously? its tree no joke wow that's mostly cool. the ones that are like boosting against demons but still like they're in there i was gonna ask if um if the multiplayer mode had any like i'm gonna call them volus types where it's like it looks like the shittiest character unless you, you use and them correctly and then it actually becomes one probably of the most op i'll put it that way probably okay um i haven't encountered it yet but probably because i have extremely fond memories from mass effect 3 multiplayer once you would down get the volus biotic even rich Oh, not even the biotic. Okay. The engineer. The engineer oh, okay. was my yep. favorite because you run with him. I just liked watching the Volus with the, like four little force balls running oh, around. Oh yeah, the those like, are. You could have some really fun moments. Just with stupid. Them. We okay. Actually, we did a. Uh, I think it was a normal mode yeah. one Volus run with four guys. We were each a different. Well, actually, there were only three types of Volus, but we ran with all of them. It was a Volus squadron, and we each had, like, different colors. So, like, these little <laughs> short fucking motherfuckers just using their stim packs and, like, random stupid biotics fucking shit up yeah. as we're, like, the greatest the bi- The greatest yeah. team ever. Yeah. Volus. I'm going to go with no. Biotic and on God. That note, yeah. And on that note, I think we'll go on and take a break. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But yeah, Biotic Gods. <laughs> Don't um, do it. <laughs> biotic God. <laughs> Stop. We'll play some Dragon Age this week. But uh, yeah, we'll go on and take a break now. Um, we'll come back with news next. Welcome back from the break. Yeah. To the news section. Yeah. What is it called now? Get hyped. The news section. No. The nerdly news. Oh, Thank you. There you go. So you ruined that. Yeah, I'm All terrible. Right. I don't. I don't have the docs in front of me though. So. It's fine. I got them up. So cool. we'll just. I'll move my laptop over. Um, while I'm doing that, you want to get started yeah, on the so first So we're gonna topic? start with uh, TV news this week, with the very saddening news that um, uh, something we touched on what, about a month ago now, mm-hmm. that um, the rumors revolving around a potential Netflix Zelda series were. Not true, apparently. Well, uh, quote unquote. Awada uh, made a statement this week that, um, quote, as of now, I have nothing new to share with you in regards to the use of our IPs in any TV shows or films, but I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct information. Right. Take um, this with a grain of salt because Nintendo denies things all the fucking time. Case in point, um, 2012, a Japanese newspaper reported that they would release a larger version of 3DS. Nintendo said, "No, no, no, that's not that's not happening. That is not happening." Maybe, you know, maybe actually Maybe. Like, well, maybe and then a month later it happened. Actually gave them the idea. <laughs> Who knows anymore, right? <laughs> but yeah, so essentially like Nintendo's really big on denying so that they don't release anything and then releasing it because that was their plan anyways. So, who knows? Who has any idea? At this Yet point? they want to give us the uh, advance notice of their new console. <laughs> yeah, years <laughs> in advance. It's like, really? 
What? They're so silly over there. Um, this one I think you can go on and take on. Actually, it's it's really funny. Um, I I was a little surprised by this myself. Uh, here we go. Um, so there's a live action Star Wars TV show in the works. Potentially. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's all very speculative, but knowing how Disney likes. To I was get about to many, say it's Disney involved. Yeah, so. it's as many different types of media involved with their franchises. It would make sense. Um, though I do find it a little silly to me because, you know, uh, Rebels is still going on. Yeah, and yeah. And so far it's been successful. Well, and what in I'm addition, something that I mentioned kind of while we were talking about this when it happened was that um, what's funny is I had an issue of Star Wars mag back in like probably 2002. I was 12. So, yeah, about 2002. And it featured articles that were saying like, okay, coming up is going to be a um, – what is it a the animated series the what it, what became clone wars when it was the uh gendy tartakovsky little shorts that was oh, on yeah. Network for a while mm-hmm. um it kind of speculated on that and then it also speculated that come 2012 at the time so this was a 10-year gap at the time we're gonna make a live action thing happen and then obviously that fell apart george lucas sold the rights off and so now it might be resurfacing that they might readdress that whole thing and going back like you guys might remember back in the 90s there was that horrible what was it Indiana Jones Jr. or something like that? Like it was a oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um I yeah it, it had yeah. the it was old Indiana yeah, Jones. It was, it was like you were one, I think, when it came yeah. out. Yeah, it was Super like baby. Indiana <laughs> Jones teenager young, years, young oh, Indiana Jones spinoff. It was something really silly. Like yeah, that. actually, they planned on doing new Indiana Jones movies featuring yeah that, the that younger kid. actor that yep. they had. Yeah, it was weird. So, yeah, so weird. who knows. Um, so BBC this week released a statement on the whole Clarkson issue. They will not be re- renewing his contract. By the way, I finally found out what this whole thing started. He punched off. a producer. VG or the reason yeah, why? Yeah, over the food being cold and not being given <laughs> warm food on the set. The guy's been doing it for 30 years. He probably feels a little bit entitled, so I understand that behavior. It was out of I line. Mean, depending but, on where he was, too. Like, I get, yeah. you know, tempers can flare. But still, you know, punching a guy over not getting a, like, required It was probably the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back kind of situation. Sure, I could I could assume there, that. There have been rumors over the years, yeah. Um, proven until now. One of the BBC's creative directors actually even said that the return is not ruled out. And they even rumored, uh, rumored that he might be going on the live tour still. Um, starting with Australia, and that they might pencil in a few other dates, including London, because his contract that was canceled was the one that only featured his television appearances. They also ruled that they might be bringing him back full after this season at this point because they're not sure how the rest of the year is going to go. I mean, they... Yeah. They're... Regardless of how anyone feels about Jeremy Clarkson... The results are that he, as well as the other two, yeah, yeah. are top, top gear. gear. They are top if gear. If they leave Top Gear, Top Gear is no more. This has been proven through the other various spinoffs that are completely Americans unsuccessful. Sucked. I remember watching several episodes. Yeah, from... Australia is like barely okay. I could see that one being a little bit better because they're, they're probably a little bit more risky with what they do on the TV show. Yeah, I just know that the American that, one is so like, let's play it as safe as possible. kind of, And it's like, that's, that's not even yeah, fun. America sucks. <laughs> fucking America. Fucking America. America. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
All the things been silly. Well, and what's funny is I guess that they were trying to rework the Stig's role into another show, and so like this is just like them essentially doing multiple things at once. Oh yeah, they've tried various like weird spin getaway driver. That's what it is. That's what's coming up soon. Yeah, and like I think James May had a crashing derby. Um, Yeah, something like that. The other one, uh, Richard Hammond. Yeah, Hammond had uh no hammond had the crash up derby that would make and more may sense. had like this weird drinking show that sounds like him yeah because he's he's captain slow <laughs> yeah all right um anyone go uh rumor cbs is developing a new star trek series you know it it makes sense they got to build the hype for their third movie but the article that um this whole thing rumor is based off of is it sounds like they're like you know it's in the talks but um their focus right now is still the third movie. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But they, I mean, at the end of the day, the series has lived on longer as a television ongoing series Absolutely. than being well, a film. And honestly, hang on. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, honestly, like up until fucking Enterprise on UPN 20, it was good. They up were until successful then. shows. Yeah. I mean, even. Some people have their complaints about both Deep Space Nine and Voyager collectively, but ultimately they were still well-received. And honestly, like, if Enterprise hadn't screwed the pooch, so to speak, and the yeah. actor's been completely lifeless and the plot's yeah. stupid... That um, show, I just remember being, like, ultra-dark. Like, all the sets look like they turn the lights off every time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, like, <laughs> it's the like... idea of, like, using low-tech yeah. stuff and, like, having... You know, humanity on like the the lower points of where yeah. they were supposed to be, and still kind of being controlled by the Vulcans, so to speak, politically. Yeah, it was weird. It was interesting, but ultimately, it's not what people want out of Star Trek. People want to see the brightness Advanced of humanity. And, yeah, and yeah. us tackling the stars. I mean, just look at the two new movies. Way. They were so bright, Ex- lighting wise. Even they were just bright. Well, yeah, you I mean, JJ, everything. JJ will throw some fucking lights in your face. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's true. I wasn't talking about that part, dads, but yeah, right? <laughs> I was like the sets themselves though were just very true. like lit up. But yeah, he loves his lens flares. Yeah, fucking. Loves I can't wait for Star Wars lens flare the movie <laughs> where it belongs. Yeah, somewhat. Not just not as bad. So we got a lovely little. Um, we got our Walking Dead spinoff title was revealed. It's groundbreaking title. <laughs> I think this is a great direction for the series. Ground, groundbreaking. Uh, the Walking Dead spinoff title will be um, Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Why? I don't know. This is the dumbest thing. The fact there's even a spinoff that. Like, I understand the concept because it's actually really kind of cool and intriguing, especially mm-hmm. if you're really a big fan of the series as is. But it's dumb. Well, it's like I was saying before, like, the comments coming out from the, the writer who's like, don't worry, the comic book ending will not spoil the ending for the show for you. It's like, no shit. You established, like, from day one that there are different storylines. Like, I don't know why. The last page is actually just the season for now. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. It's it's so stupid though, but you know it. Oh, um, Masaoka. Ma- yeah, Masi. Masi. Yeah, Masioka. Jeez, sorry about that. Okay. Masioka. Ma- Masioka. Jesus Christ, yep. I am terrible with this. He's reprising his role for Heroes Reborn. So hero. Yeah, hero yeah. from the original Which TV series. I like, brought like all the life into that show. Oh, Honestly, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the most. Him is the guy that played Peter Petrelli. Like those were the two for oh, me yeah, that always just pushed the show up and they always had the best parts like him with time travel and peter with discovering new crazy powers yeah i thought that was brilliant i didn't watch a ton of heroes but i just he's such a recognizable character 
phenomenal. Season four, eh, they kind of stopped. I, working I'd hard. say three was that point though. It started yeah. really tapering off on three. The finale opinion. of three was where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then four was just eh. Well, and that was like writer's three strike. was getting into the writer's strike, and then four was completely botched by the strike. Yeah, so it happens. But yeah, that kind of wraps up our television news this week. I mean, there's not a whole lot of that going around. But then again, TV is one of those things that just sort of comes in, in ebbs and flows. So I'm sure we'll have True. a spike in news at some point soon. Moving on to comics. This is kind of an interesting one. So Marvel does this thing. DC does it a little bit too, but Marvel's much more blatant about like, here's the comic co- cover for six months from now. Like, here it is up front, like right now. So they're covers are very spoilery <laughs> yeah for events that occur it's like well we have this big event happening in april but don't worry you won't know what's happening and then they release this avengers cover for what happens after that event's done and it consists of the vision thor the female version mm-hmm. um iron man suit which i firmly believe is tony stark because he's going to be the white male demographic for the team sure. and they're trying to go their whole theme right now is diversity right um but uh, Iron Man, Miss Marvel, the new one, the little girl who's like 17 or 18. Um, and then Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Nova, and then Sam Wilson's Captain America. So what this confirms is, in fact, what I've speculated this whole time, Miles Morales is joining the main universe. And that's part of the biggest reason why they want to do this big crossover event was so that they could pull him in with legitimacy. Rather than just being Sling like... him in? Yeah, exactly. With a web Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nova was Terrible. was kind of softly rebooted in a way about six years ago. Uh, long story short, with that one was some big event happened and most of the Nova Corps was done, but somehow one helmet remained on Earth and this kid who's majority oh, I broke my words there. Uh, m- mostly Hispanic. What were you gonna try to say? Majorly, Major- majorly, and then majority at the same time. Majorly. Yeah, exactly. See, my my words just failed me, so it happens. But yeah. continuing from that break <laughs> in logic, um, he's primarily Hispanic, and so that was the that's the niche there. Miles Morales himself is half black, half Puerto Rican. We got Sam Wilson, who is black. We've got Miss Marvel, who in this case, I if I recall correctly, I think she's mixed, but prim- primarily black. Um, I thought she was white. In, that's what I'm saying. This new, the new Miss Marvel is uh, is some sort of mixed culture. But uh, and then Thor as the female. That's one that I keep kind of in my own head, just being like, this is stupid. Like. I understand that the powers of Thor can pass on, but I don't think Thor as a name should be passed on because that is Thor's actual birth name. Like all these other ones, I'm like, it's a title. You pass on a title to someone new if they qualify for the role. Yeah, I would have even thought the same for Billy Ray. Yeah, exactly. And then like Thor, they're like, it's Thor. And it's like, or Beta Ray. Yeah, Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Ray. Yeah. So it's like, Thor is a name, not a title. And you're passing that on like it's a title. And that's just stupid to me. Well, I mean, in one way, it is a title. But it's uh, in this. Well, in my case, it, my thought it was it was like give her a name, and then Thunder God is the title that gets passed on because Thor the Thunder God, Katie Sackoff the Thunder God. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. There you but go. But then I'll, I'll no. just to kind of wrap up my thoughts Thor. on this. <laughs> just to kind of wrap up the final thoughts on this. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that the Iron Man suit is actually Pepper Potts, but um, I can debunk that in one sentence. Um, she does not like fighting. She actually, when she did get a suit, it was called Rescue, and it was constructed completely from Rand industry parts because she didn't want, or Stark didn't want to give her any parts that were made from weapons that were constructed for war. 
Rand Industries is a hospital manufacturer. And so their repulsors were even designed just for repulsing things. So she had abilities like magnetic leverage and stuff like that. So okay. she could lift parts off of things. So also Stark's position and his clout with how much he's being in the forefront of the movies, there's no way with the kind of clout that character has right now, they're going to backline him for any reason. That makes sense. Um, also, he's probably uh, funding the whole thing. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> he's involved. That. There's even that line in the new And then the TV last thing spot. I said about it was the fact that, like, yeah, he's he's going to fill out the white male demographic for the team because no one else on that team is white or, you know, the white male combination at all. So it makes sense. And then Vision's a robot. So He's fuck. a Vision. He's just yeah. like, fuck my racial tendencies. Yeah, I'm right? A robot. I'm not even any of you guys. <laughs> it's silly. I'm The only thing I hope from this is that we see a team come along that uh, has – Peter Parker Spider-Man and I hope they don't erase him from the event because it would be really cool to see a lot of interactions between Miles and Peter that'd be super cool I would love that because a few times it's happened in the comics I have a very short like four issue run of Spider-Man where they do hang out mm -hmm. if I could see more of that happen per periodically in the comics I'd be excited this next one's kind of weird I'll let you go in and run with it but it's interesting Ozzy Osbourne's getting his own comic yeah I, I don't really understand the metal madman in fact it's silly it is silly they should have called it tr crazy train Man, well, you're hired. <laughs> I mean, apart from that nice little slip up there, you're hired. Thank you. That was Thank a good you. reference for the most yes, part. Yes, yes. Too much But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of weird. I mean, it's, it's going to follow his life, but... It's just such a weird time to do it. Like, yeah, you, what you're saying is accurate. And then, like, it's going to be still, like... I, I feel like they're still going to wind up going in the direction of, essentially, Reality Plus, where they're going to make some fantastical moments occur out of, like, a realistic biopic essentially seriously and i i hope that it's it's meet the osbournes in comic book but fall from the start like yeah from from his, exactly. his first time with, with yeah. the sabbath like so. he and sharon meet and they talk about consummating she becomes <laughs> she becomes his manager and then like that's how that happened in real yeah. life like she became yeah. his manager and he eats some bats no I hope they like. I doubt they're gonna go on the full drug scale, but I hope they do just oh, for that yeah. reason. Because fucking coke seeing out. him like like drawing a bunch of images that are covered in different colors and just him imagining Can that they that put bat Rocco is the fake. clown in it. Oh my god, probably not. But <laughs> Damn that'd be it. amazing. Um, yeah, it's just weird. Um, that's coming from American publisher Blue Water. Um, should be coming out later this year. It's weird. Uh, another piece of Marvel news for their comics. Uh, the Human Torch joined the Uncanny Inhumans. And this kind of confirms a couple things that we've speculated on for a few years. One, they are trying to end the X-Men flat out. That's what they're trying to do. Wolverine's dead. They're killing Deadpool in the comics here in another couple weeks. Um, Rip. The other mutants are getting slowly, like, doled out to different teams and different allegiances so they can slowly get away from calling them mutants and having them very exclusive to that group. And it looks like they are doing exactly what we thought. They're slowly switching the terms over to inhuman, which is still modified humans. Yeah. Um, hell, even back in, like, I think it was the 80s, Johnny Storm, uh, the Human Torch, had a relationship, a very intimate relationship with one of the inhumans back then. Do you? From the moon, so. I mean, here, here's <clears throat> just a crazy thought. Yeah. If they rename some of these characters under an inhuman brand, does that allow? That's what I think they're trying to go for. There you go. What you're, what you're insinuating already, yes, I believe what they're trying to do is they're trying to rebrand all the mut current mutants as inhumans so that going forward from this, like, whatever date going forward, 
they can recoup all those characters. I mean, it it makes a very very. If in the comic books, for instance, idea Wolverine were to be like his dead body exposed to say the Terrigen Mist, which is what causes inhumanism, and then comes back to life, and now he's an inhuman official. It's completely plausible that Wolverine gets pulled back into the Marvel side of things while well, while still I giving mean, Fox the rights to use exactly the old. That's exactly what happened with Avengers. Yeah. I mean, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are technically X Men, but they're also Avengers. So they were Avengers way Avengers. longer. So that's what justified that that little loophole. So that's the thing is, I think they're trying to make more loopholes happen within the contract so they can get their characters back. Which, which is it's. Sad, on one hand, stupid smart. that they have to do this. Right. That's the bigger point, is that, that like Fox won't even rent out characters for X number of dollars. It's literally just them going, like, fuck you, no. Well, we mean, bought these rights. It's it's business. Absolutely. Purely. But, yeah, no, it's it's sad, but it's also... To a degree, I feel like Marvel has a little more emotion behind them because they have got more fan emotion behind them. Well, of course. And that's where that kind of comes from, whereas Fox is straight up just a business. And that's how they feel about it. Is there a business? And I think that's also part of the problem where some of the writing and some of the different directions they've taken over the years, the different weird course corrections have shot themselves in the foot here and there. Obviously, I mean, things have been I, turning if, around. If Brian Singer wasn't doing X-Men, how would I feel about it? Probably yeah, I'd probably otherwise. be like, give it away, Fox. Give it away now. Yeah. He and... Um, well, and who knows how much longer, especially with the fact that most of the cast is slowly stepping away from the projects and things like that. Like, yeah, we have that I, later down here, I but... I really don't know what's going to happen after Apocalypse. I don't I don't see a future after Apocalypse. Actually. Well, especially with... We'll get to it in a little bit, but there was another announcement that I think right. will wrap we'll up all that it. kind of thought process. Uh, the last piece of comic book news that came out this week is that uh, there's a new Pacific Rim miniseries announced from Legendary Comics. I mean, we knew that, like... Del Toro was going to be working on a bunch of different miniseries for Pacific Rim to build up more hype for that because he wants to turn it into an actual, like, legitimate franchise. Mm -hmm. So this is cool. Like, it's announced and it's official now. All right. Film. Yeah. Um, Starts off with the announcement that we got this week that um, the MCU Spider-Man is still going to be Peter Parker. Yep. No surprise. Not really. I feel like... They need to eat, like, in order for if they want to tackle, like, Miles and everyone else in the Spider-Man universe, I think they need you to start You have to start, start with, with the original. Yeah. And then and the most recognizable. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and to continue that thought, like, it showed, like, right now we have, like, Mateus Word, but there was a couple others that came out between the, when that was announced uh, or, or leaked as a prospect and a few others have leaked since looking, then. But it's cool it, to it see. It shows that they're looking for around a 16-year-old, yeah. 16, 17-year-old because they want to find someone that's actually like legitimately a high school student and like you, you know, we insinuate on here, it's longevity for the character. Like, he can play the role longer rather than like have the problem of uh, um, all the other, uh, the other ones. characters. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's say like yeah. uh, Garfield, Andrew Garfield got the role at like 25 and by the second movie's finishing, he's 32 trying to portray a 21-year-old. Oh, my God. Is he really that old? He's 30-something right now, like 31. I mean, that said, he completely nailed Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, to a degree, like, he, he, he was yeah. a Baby 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. Well, the well that's, 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 the problem. that's the problem with all of, of Hollywood. They always cast 10 years older. Well, look at, for the example, like, I know, you know, take it as you will, like the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Like, watching, like, those characters, like, for a while, they were nailing it, the age. Like, they were perfect. And yeah. Then, like, one year, I think by the end of Deadly Hallows 2, they were, like, all, like, 21 or, like, somewhere. Well, somewhere and there. there was there was a few – there was two movies which took a year and a half versus the regular year timetable, yeah. which kind of skewed it. In fact, actually, two years, I think, between 6 and Part 1 of the Deathly Hallows. I think you're right. Actually, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but that worked really well, too. Yeah. And in this case, what it does is – 
you have the ability like i was i was kind of gonna explain was just that you can easily seed at you know you can seed the ideas of future other characters being spider-man like miles morales because you can have it set up in a better more thought out pattern so that you can easily go yeah there's multiple spiders and they're each in their own chamber and each one has a different number people are people who've read the comics for years will know like okay so spider-man gets that one like peter gets that one but if they wanted to they could easily go back later and do the origin story that they did for miles which showed that like a couple years after peter got his miles got encountered by a similar spider in a different tank that had different powers and had the same problem happen but he was just like a few years younger than peter so they could easily play around with this and just mess around with the ages and, and characters and this get will more be characters in. super interesting going back to the whole new avengers thing yeah if, if the whole peter parker miles interaction happens mm-hmm. if we get something like that in film which would be fucking incredible that's what i'm saying is like i think they're really trying to bring everything into a line so they can easily say that like yeah while you know cartoon does not affect movie it coincides really well mm-hmm. and you'll never have like a problem of like where does this character come from at all ever um since anthony's having some uh mic falling problems like we thought we, he would oh god <laughs> i go on ahead and get that situated like actually shoved all yeah, the real quick um this is just another piece of news i'll throw out there for marvel uh the russo brothers have been confirmed to be working on infinity war part one and two i think this is amazing because they did an amazing job on the previous captain america film and they ostensibly are going to do an amazing job on captain america civil war like i really think the way that they do the fact that huge fans of the screen junkie series uh cinema sins mm-hmm. and like that they religiously follow it and they think all those patterns out it's the perfect fit like you're gonna have a, a crossover event that's gonna incorporate so many different series to then try and subvert the problems of like well this wouldn't happen because blah 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 like is these guys are the perfect fit for this kind of movie right all right apologies for that quick little cut right there we had to fix anthony's mic he was holding it up and now we're okay now i was won't. holding it up i was waving it around <laughs> that's why Nonsense. if you sounded like you were in a hurricane it was just anthony just fucking around except yeah. you weren't in a hurricane at all yeah, 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 yeah. You weren't, we weren't in a hurricane spoilers spoilers <laughs> uh but yeah if you guys want to keep going with this stuff like uh more film news yeah, so next piece is Vin Diesel actually name dropping Black Bolt. Like this has been ongoing. And it would suit it would suit the winking. contracts. Like like we've said before, like Black Bolt's a character that's power is his voice, so he can't speak. Groot is a character that's pure voice and mocap. He can appear as both characters and fill out his role of vocal and physical roles. Yeah, yeah I mean it's not the first time we've heard Vin Diesel's name brought up along with Black Bolt. He looks the Exact, he looks, he the, looks part. the exact same. Uh, it would make sense. He's did a lot of winking and nodding over the months over Twitter. Over the character. Um, and like Rock, he and Vin Diesel both just love the Tease fans. Their oh, fan yeah. base is huge, and they're charismatic motherfuckers. That's true. So, yes, I, I think it's it's bound to happen Probably Black Bolt. I mean, it's it seems like a no-brainer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually mentioned this before when we were talking about X-Men, but yeah. um, Jennifer Lawrence confirmed that Apocalypse is her final X-Men movie. Yeah, she signed a contract for three films. This That's is over. One. It's not that, I mean... It's not that insane. J-Law's so hot right now, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. I basically, the, the <laughs> article talked about, I was like, you know what, she hasn't been filming Hunger Games or winning Oscars while I was having X-Men, so it's pretty. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yep. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so what's kind of interesting is that Joss Whedon released a nice little background 
on uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch this I past week. Cool. It's really cool. Like he kind of just ran down the characters' power sets and more of a background yeah. behind the characters and their histories in the comics, so that you go in the movie somewhat informed. Because for a lot of people, they're going to be like, "Who the fuck are these?" people? Right, right. Well, and like it's it's difficult because they're characters that were they're the, they're the children of Magneto, and they there's no rights for Magneto in this, so you have to remove that whole Unless daddy he issue an thing. No right. Well, oh, shit. shit. Please, I don't know. That would be working so backwards after that point. I mean, it's possible, but unlikely at this point. Or a miracle child. <laughs> they could go that route. I mean, shit. At this point, I don't even know anymore. I mean, I'm just hoping they that if they're when they're doing inhuman stuff, they keep the Terrigen mists involved because that's the whole like linchpin behind how these characters get their powers, and I just hope that's still yeah, in there. I mean, just because you want characters from one franchise doesn't mean you have to bastardize the other. Exactly, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, oh, Super Troopers two guys, it's a thing. It's fucking happening. It's a thing. It's so exciting. Yeah, Indiegogo made a campaign for this and the guys from uh broken lizard broken lizard thank you yeah um really want this thing to happen i mean there's this is a cult classic film movie it is one of the funniest comedies i have ever seen and i will watch it again and again and keep laughing that's how you know it's a good comedy so like um i was yeah yeah. why is my mind not working Um, like rooster teeth no, no, no. no. Okay. Um, I was thinking <laughs> okay. uh, Zoolander. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Zoolander, yep. it's one of those movies you can rewatch again and again, and it seems like it's past time that we get another one, well, especially when they're older. Like, it could be really, really fun. Well, and here's yeah. the other part to it, too, is that they've always committed to the wanting to do Super Troopers 2. Their biggest uphill battle has been finding someone to fund them. Like, that's been their problem. They made... Super Troopers and Beer Fest, and those were big hits. They released well, Beer Fisk, Beer or Beer Fest. <laughs> Beer Fest, Beer Fest <laughs> actually <laughs> didn't make a ton of money well, at the it, box office, the thing, yeah. but it was like well received later. And then, well, absolutely, VOD, yeah. exactly. And then um, the next film they did, I don't even remember. Like there was one in between that one and the one that I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of was they did one called uh, Baby Makers. That was awful. Oh, that one. It was, was the really awful. Bad one, yeah, and. So it's justifiable that those two films that happened between Beer Fest and now plummeted the the ability to get funds for Super Troopers. And so having fans do it is great. They've also committed that they're going to do Weed Fest, which is what they teased at the very end of Beer Fest. The original plan was yeah. that they were going to go to Amsterdam. They've teased that since they've uh, legalized it in certain states, that instead of going overseas to another country to get a legal movie made, they're going to go to the states that have it legal so that they can circumvent cost. Oh, they can come go. to Colorado. The biggest teasing is Colorado <laughs> because we have the most God. Amsterdam style mentality about it versus like Washington and other like states that have watch like more all of the Twitter feeds, the news feeds. Just I would to find yeah, out where they're exactly, shooting and just yeah. like show up. If we can get an interview with those guys, I would make I would make it happen. Like I would make <sighs> yeah, us so make that happen. Um, but yeah, what's really cool is that they met their two million dollar goal in under twenty four hours, which is kind of to be expected with the kind of clout and following that this film has. Currently, it's at three million. It climbing this morning. Yeah, clearly. There's still how many days left in the campaign? Like forty something. It's like through April, I want to say. Let me. I'm looking at it right now. Um, keep going to the next one. I'm going to start developing right now. Well, um. Sony is yeah, developing. Yeah, they're at three million seven thousand dollars, and they've got twenty six days. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, twenty six days left. Uh, that's how much they've accrued, raised that by thirty one thousand people in five days. Five days. Those people are throwing hundreds of dollars at it. Probably come man. to get 
maybe about 4.5. Shit, they might even divert some of the funds to Weed Fest. Like, they might have so much, they just go, okay, we've overexceeded our budget. We're just going to go on and pad our next movie out. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going on to the next piece is uh, Sony's developing a Robotech live action movie. This has been rumored yeah. since like the nineties. Oh yeah, it's been. Well, I'll it's just like say Ghost that. In the Shell, like right, Ghost in the right. Shell wasn't out of it's, nowhere. I mean, either. they they came out in, in roughly the same time period. So mm-hmm. I mean, like Robotech was older though. Like old Robotech is way older. But sure, sure. Yeah. The rumors started around the same time. But yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, the guy who wrote the 300 script and the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. So you have one decent and one horrible example of his writing skills is on it. And then you got two of the, uh, yeah, two people who are, who produced 300 involved. So like we're expecting probably pretty high octane action. It's a mech film. It's a, it's a mech movie. So it could be really cool. I mean, it could work really well. And it could. Yeah. I'm just afraid that that, like it's that fine line between good campy good great and horrible like there's yeah. like three categories it can fall into yeah it's like clearly we know what kind of tone they're going for it's just how far do they take it you know I'm if they're if willing they kinda go, to go uh, full camp and make it yeah. like fun that would be fine but if they don't commit to one thing or the other that's when it falters yeah. that's why G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra wasn't that great exactly like it, it set up the series well enough that we could have a good second film but it did not yeah, commit hard enough good. to the first one Oh yeah, some uh, we got some quick mentions here. These are things that we're not really going to discuss too in depth. It just happened this happened week, real quick. Um, ben Mendelsohn, um, who most recently was in stuff like Dark Knight Rises, uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings, is eyed for. I think it's the main role or the main lead for Rogue One. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets that. Yeah, I liked him. I mean, he's. It'd be interesting to see him in more of a lead role. Instead of generally as just a side character, he's yeah he's okay. I I've never had any problems with him. Yeah, yeah. he's being yeah he's being eyed for the lead role. Yeah, and um, it'll be curious to see if he can pull off a, a a lead. Yeah, well, especially considering that Felicity Jones is the only person who's confirmed at the moment for that movie. Yeah, and that one's still my most excited part. Right, this one's just exciting. Uh, Ryan Reynolds this week teased the official Deadpool costume by laying in front of a fireplace on a bare rug wearing the costume and it looks legit like I, mean, it I was looks... gonna say there's there's not that many ways you could do with that bull costume but it still looks it, perfect. it's perfect it's yeah. spot on and the the fact that they're able to manipulate the eyes so that they can get his cocky little eye ra- brow raises and stuff into the costume on did they actually do that yeah oh like God. one of his eyebrows is raised and everything and you can see that the eyes a little larger like dead on from the comics That's i was like cool. this is just cool What's even funnier is the follow-up tweet he did to that, which was, no bears were harmed, though several bears may have been turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, we've been saying it. There is so many great nerd, geek, whatever you want to yeah. call it, stereotype. Like, Just so many good, fun, interesting movies yeah. that are coming out. Like. It's a great time to be somebody like part of yeah into the ni- <laughs> part of the niche that has grown so large that it's yes. not even a niche anymore. I also love that the tweet for the original picture was "With great power comes great irresponsibility." Yeah, irresponsibility, well, that's that's yeah. been kind of the Deadpool motto for the last like three years because they're cause the fact that he gets so many comparisons to Spider Man based upon his appearance, they started making fun of it. God, that's I funny. just I can't wait to have him have the biggest redemption. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, the fact that like he, I, I just, it's I still good. laugh that he accepted the original role 
with no prior knowledge of Deadpool and was like, yeah, I'll just do it. He did it. And then he came out of it like, why didn't I read the comic? Like, this is nothing like what I wanted to do. No, he's like he's like Deadpool from the beginning. This guy is right. a huge Deadpool fan. That's why he accepted the role from the beginning. No, no, I mean, I mean, no, like, no, no. I'm referencing the horrible movie, Origins. When he, when he signed no, on Origins, no, he yeah. had no clue about the character. No, I he looked said into it. He said he's been a big fan from the beginning. Right, but he's but what he said the reason why he took on that role in that script is because he wasn't reading the script or anything. He just took the role and he was contractually obligated to play that part and that right, role. Right, but I'm saying he was a fan of Deadpool from the beginning, though. Even still, like the fact that he couldn't read a script, like he's True. able to read the comics and not read a script with the character, is the part that bugs me because that's that's what I need to see him succeed on now. Is that he actually cares? Before he didn't seem to care. Yeah. Uh, we got a first look of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. It looks like Lex Luthor. Uh, he looks exactly like the cartoon Justice League version of Lex Luthor, which is kind of creepy. Like that heavy brow. I'm, I love, I'm like, sold. I like I'm Jesse sold, Eisenberg. too. Yeah, I'm sold. Was, but it's I made just the like, comment. It's like there's only so many ways you can do a bald guy. Yeah, exactly. Close. But the but fact it, that it like he has so that, good. that heavy brow that he has naturally like really helps accentuate the Lex Luthor look. I mean, I, I think Jesse Eisenberg has been one of the most understated actors Agreed. from the past, like, like rise, you know, of, of people yeah. uh, in the last, like, 10 years. And him in the social network, I can just picture it so wonderfully in my mind as, as Lex Luthor. It's going to be great. Nice. I'm sold. I'm actually really excited about this next announcement. Uh, Mal- We've known Mallrats 2 is happening because, like, Kevin Smith can't stop talking about it since, like, three years ago. But... Recently, he's actually been working on the actual attempt to, to get it going. He's up to essentially eight characters. I say eight. Of eight the be- original cast. Of the original cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was 12 primary characters within the original cast. Um, so right now, he's up to Ethan Supley, Shannon Doherty, James M- Jason Mewes, Michael Rooker. Uh, Stan Lee is coming back. Jason Lee, Jeremy London, and then himself is the eighth. So it's kind of just funny that like he's been doing this. He's been doing it a really funny way by uh, making it like a collectible game. He tweets out these pictures of like the the actor he's got coming back, and he's like, eight out of twelve, collect them all. It just <laughs> it's been so funny. That's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm good. not gonna be surprised if he gets all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it won't be that surprising if he does. Um, we got the announcement this week that Steven Spielberg will be directing the Ready Player One movie. Yeah, which is a book that pretty popular well and it didn't i mean it, what helped it was in february loot crate gave it out to a bunch of their their people i have it. yeah i don't have the time to be able to devote to reading about yeah it andrew it. read it and he says it's phenomenal it's one of his favorites and i'm gonna have to check it out yeah wasn't it sony it was some i don't remember who picked it up i didn't actually i don't remember yeah yeah so what's interesting is that one company holds the rights to the film and is producing it what the issue lies within that is that the book references a bunch of old, old stuff. So, like, uh, Supida-Man, which is the Japanese Spider-Man from the 70s. It references Godzilla. It references Pac-Man, um, Qbert, like, a bunch of those older 80s-era kind of pop culture things. So, this is going to be the better Pixels movie? essentially but the problem being with it that they have to obtain the rights to all those things and a large number of those things now are owned by disney and if it is if, if who is it warner oh it's warner, it's brothers. warner brothers yeah by this founder yep uh warner brothers holds the rights and yeah you can already kind of i already uh, I yeah see problems. the only other thing that i can say to that though is that warner brothers 
does whenever they find a problem decide to just throw money at the problem until the problem goes away unlike other companies that think of smart workarounds there's like let's keep throwing money until let's keep signing checks there's a there's a certain brilliance to that tactic i, mean, <laughs> I know it's simple <laughs> it's simple we, they don't really want to deal with anything so here's a check yeah fix it <sighs> yeah it's just silly um idris elba is in early talks for the star trek 3 villain role um if it's a klingon like we're all thinking it is it just makes sense it'd be uh, really Elba cool awesome. if we could see heim his essentially his heimdall behavior but with more of a klingon kind of a uh, demeanor i want to see straight up the um I, if like from reference in yeah. my mind i want to see the him be the high chancellor of okay. the Klingon uh, fleets. Yep. And I think that would be one of the most badass appearances ever. Because honestly, the thing that got me excited in two more than anything else was like the five minutes of Klingons that were in there. Yeah. Klingon are my favorite race from Star Trek. Well, they are the one badasses. Barely touched on it by having um, Eric Bana's character be the, the species that split from Klingons. Or no, 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 Vulcans. Vulcans. Yeah, yep. yeah, you're thinking of Vulcans, yep. and that's Romulans. Yeah, yeah, um, Romulans was on but, but yeah, yeah they, like, they had similar behaviors though in terms of te- temperament, which got me kind of in that mentality of like, I can't wait for Klingon. Yeah, Klingons more complete ruthless, yeah. whereas or as Romulans are more cunning. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. But Political. yeah, still like that whole like, there was moments in those those fights during that first one that I was like. I'm now more stoked for the Klingons to show up because if they're doing this with the species they, I don't care about. If they throw in the Klingons, <clears throat> give them some few badass lines. Oh, man. Oh, some man. grunting man, 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 man. And, and, and roaring, essentially. I want to see some fucking birds of prey, like Klingon yes. warships coming in. Yep, yep, I'm fucking sold. bah! You know, or they fire their It'd torpedoes. Be great. Badass. Side note real quick, just a small one. It'd be really great if they teased the Borg. No, they can't do that yet. I know. No, no. Like... Essentially, like, go full Klingon, <laughs> but lightly tease Borg eventually coming. Like, it doesn't need me for another two movies even. But if they teased no it, I'd be yet. sold. This is not the right era. Not the right era for Borg. I know, but, like... Well, I, I understand your excitement because they're my favorite, like, villain. I know. From sci-fi even. I think, actually, yeah. they're probably the antithesis of... Well, good. and, like, what I'm thinking of is even, like, um, like how Mass Effect did a few times with their series of games where you would have a bunch of things that were loosely teased through like ancient times and stuff like that. Like how like the geth were actually like originated from like, Oh yeah. Well all, all logic or intuitive design ends up somewhere kind of mentality. It's just in the timelines in my mind. being a huge. Yeah. No, I understand. Grown up with Trekkies. um, It just doesn't work, but I understand. Yeah. Well, and and like I said, it could even come down to as simple as like a, a command line and a code that could it like oh well this is seeding something for a few hundred years from now maybe like they could play with that but uh moving on hugh jackman reportedly will play his last time as wolverine in wolverine 2 last last time last last time i uh, it's been s- jackman always says this he loves that's it. what i'm he's thinking gonna keep too coming back as much as he can because he loves doing it he's gonna do it he until he gets it. to play old man logan and I'm justifiably ready. so yes yeah but god damn it one well, like uh, yeah i don't know because i think he's gonna i don't think necessarily he's going to make a full-fledged appearance in deadpool no no but i do feel like they're going to reference him and maybe even show some old footage for the sake of maybe like a funny picture well that could be really good i was even thinking just like if they're giving like a really like you know 30 second history on deadpool 
and they show some footage of like the weapon x facility and like yeah that same one that did this and it's just like wolverine tearing out of the machinery from the old films like i'd be cool with that too that's still considered his appearance and they do have to pay him for that but yeah it's just funny and i love how they're calling it wolverine too because they completely want to just not acknowledge that origins happened and none of us do either but we kind of have to do that like nod of just like it happened you realize that even though you don't want to say it it's continuity it happened i we all saw that i'm able to in my mind say no um until it's brought up like when i'm watching the movies i'm like la 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 didn't see, happen it's burned in my brain of this travesty see and that's it's like a village that's burning episode down. one and two for me of star wars yeah like i i have to acknowledge their existence yeah uh lana condor is gonna play jubilee in x-men apocalypse she's been talked about for a while as being like the front runner and who should be it from fans and producers so the fact that they're just like yep it's happening it's like yeah i mean everyone everyone's been saying this should I mean, happen. honestly i've never really seen anything that she's done so yeah i mean i just know she looks the her. part yeah it's, she looks it like, seems like yeah it seems like she could fit in so cool fine. i just hope they go full-on early 90s style clothing with her so oh, that'd she, be great. Uh, like the, the pink blocker sunglasses yeah, we need to bring that 90s flavor yellow <laughs> yellow uh trench coat thing <laughs> i don't think we do actually we don't need <laughs> to <laughs> like no we absolutely don't need to but if she could stand out of the crowd by looking that way oh man that'd be great can she just like sparkle her name in the sky oh yes please throw fireworks up <laughs> oh my god yes we need and to then go yeah please thank you that's what i was thinking of too uh Zombieland 2 has been confirmed as happening by sony um this has been assumed, especially when those emails leaked, there was a lot of talk about it. So the fact that this is actually happening, cool. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what cast members are coming back or not coming back at this point, but cool. It's being made. We got our first trailer for uh, James Bond Spectre <sighs> today, or this week. Yeah, this week. Mm. Looks yes. good. Just, I, just yes. Honestly, just just freaking Christoph Waltz's voice. That's all you needed to do to sell it. It could have been like five seconds long, and then everyone would be like, Spectre! Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Blowing their wads all over the place. Fucking insane. So it's, it looks really good. Yeah. Does it have? When's the date for that? November. November. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. excited. Um, the last piece of film news that we have is one that actually Anthony and I are very much happy about. Just very happy about. Man with the Iron Fists. It's getting a sequel. Yeah. The original was extremely campy. It was. It was designed to be a straight up B movie, kung fu movie. I love. And it was so good. It's I loved like, it. I know Quentin Tarantino didn't do it. He produced it. He, but he gave him money and pointers. It was pointers. completely in his flair. Yeah, he definitely yeah. gave him pointers because that is so much great camp. Uh, oh, so you good. definitely have to approach it with the right mindset. Yes. Otherwise, you'll be yeah. like, this is stupid. Well, and even like I went with a bunch of people from my work who were expecting the RZA to do a serious film. Like They're fans of like the Wu-Tang Clan and all that. I'm like... Yeah, I did that. I kind of just like was like, no, this is gonna be this is gonna be the the best ten dollars you've spent on a bad movie in years. I mean, I love. And they walked out laughing and stuff and making jokes about it. I'm like, yeah, but you guys are like, they're making the kind of jokes that they're just like pointing out the problems. And I'm like, you don't realize that that's what they went for. Like that's what they went for was all the bad points you're pointing out. Like, <laughs> exactly, it was great. So I'm excited. I just the the footage that they've shown so far just makes me more excited. Yeah. On to gaming. It's going to start with Arkham news today uh, with the unfortunate announcement that Arkham is getting slightly delayed three more weeks. What was the very first release date for Arkham? October. So it's now being pushed back. It's been pushed back a total of eight months. 
Yeah, because before it was. Weeks. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, you know, I always say, you know what, it takes a lot of guts for a company to say our game our product isn't ready. We're gonna push it back, but there gets a point where it's gonna go a little ridiculous. When it's three weeks, I'm like, what do you need to do in three weeks? Like, what was that? What time does that give you to work on it? Like, how much more can you get done? I'm not sure. At that point, I feel like it's probably just frame rate issues. I stability, bet you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking stability Maybe. issues at that point. Um. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could come out from this when I heard this was like, oh, I bet IGN's happy because now it's not on freaking E3 week. I, yeah. I remember for true. like, like a good month. Well, and that half, could be part of even it too. They might just be trying to avoid E3. They might just be pushing it back just so E3 can just be a giant hype promotion. For it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gameplay trailers up. Well, I could ass. see Warner Brothers being the ones advising them on that. Maybe that's a good possible. Um, as a way to kind of hold us over, they did release the um, Officer Down Officer Down gameplay video, which is like so good. I just need that this was game. some of the best 14 minute video. I just of need that this game. game right now. I actually oh. haven't seen it yet. You, you need know. to watch you'll, it. You'll enjoy it between the next break because it is so good. Okay, it like take like City, polish it to an incredible level, and add a Batmobile. It was all. Oh rend- wait, no, I did see this. I did see. I Maybe. did see it. I think I did. I think or at least parts. It of It started up with all footage recorded on a PS4. Yeah, because it was him and Gordon talking, right? At the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I did okay. See it. My bad. Yeah. No, it's just. But it looks so good. The the combat system is just. I love that it's the same with some extra flair, like some abil- oh, yeah. no, additional adrenaline. abilities, adrenaline. Yeah, like things they started messing with in City, but then they finally were able to be like, we have the power to just go, go all out with it. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, no retail release for PC with that, by the way. They also stated that it's going to be digital only on PC, which in this day and age, if you're playing a game on a PC, you're already connected to the internet. The only day, Steam. the only games yeah. I own physically for my PC, Halo 2, Fable 1. I have and Fable 1 on Yep. Wow, Vanilla, Burning Crusade, and... It was a pack, right? Yeah, those two, okay. and I bought uh, Frozen Throne. Gotcha, yep. Everything so, else I own digitally. I've got a – my brother and I share, so it's actually still at my parents' house, but it's a combo pack of uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Galaxies, Republic Commando, KOTOR, and then it had a trial for Galaxies. Like the, the Galaxies portion was just a trial. Well, Empire at War, that was the one I meant to say. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it had like that – it was a five-pack with the fifth being a sample. Yeah, I remember looking at that pack in stores, really wanting it. but And then the, the Fable, the Lost Chapters combo pack yeah oh, yeah so yeah it just makes sense um you wanna... so last bit here batman arkham asylum and city remastered versions rumored for ps4 yes and xbox one are something. we surprised not really well yeah, both consoles are struggling to get content out they're big name they at this point people's biggest criticisms of the consoles are there's not a lot of triple a titles that they can play at the end of the day there's a shit ton of indie titles that they can play but there's almost no triple a it would only make sense that with this game being as pre-ordered as heavily as it is and as much hype is around it that they would commission some part of warner brothers montreal to polish the old games and releasing them on some format but this was claimed by ign in italy yeah so apparently if they claim it's arriving by holiday that's annoying because like I was going to say, would you... Night's two, already out. Yeah, I was going to say two questions on that. If, one, would you buy it if it was released? Two, would you buy it holiday 2015 with all of the releases coming out? Yes, no. I would eventually buy it, but it's not a priority. 
Right. If they included Origins polished and fixed all the issues that were wrong with would. Origins, I don't, think they, would. I don't think they will either. But I'm just saying, like, if they included that, I would buy it in holiday. If they don't include it, I'm willing to wait. Yeah. Like, if it had that polished up and even fixed the multiplayer, if the multiplayer functioned, oh my god, if they included, I would the multiplayer, buy it. Actually, guess. if they could give another reason for people to go into that multiplayer, that'd be interesting. Because I only barely touched. I got it. two games in the entirety of the time it was up, me, and then I can't remember. I always, I can never remember, but it's like it was. Origins launch on I think it was like a Friday. It was super. It was a Friday. Weird. It they was did, a yeah, Friday. They pulled like guarantee. I remember it was. Yeah, a Friday. they almost pulled the Nintendo where it's like. And then the Tuesday after release. Assassin's Creed came out. It was out. Assassin's and I think it was a um Call a of Battlefield. Duty. Or oh, was it Call of Duty? Yeah, it was, you're it totally was right. No, I think so. It was like Battle everyone was yeah. like, oh well, this is really cool. I'm never going to touch this again because so many good actual multiplayer are coming out. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that two weeks later, Warner Brother Montreal was like, hey, we're not going to support the multiplayer anymore. Like fuck you guys! Like they mainly. Said I was they actually intrigued, game. and then you shut it down like two weeks after launch. Yeah, and they said the same thing for like all of the bugs in the game too. They're like, yeah, oh, we're not going to patch them. It was like really, guys. But ostensibly, if they work on a uh, remastered collection and they incorporate that and fix it and resell on PS4 you know and what? Xbox One, I, I, I think that would, would push it. me over the edge too. Because as it stands, I would not get it for those two specifically. But if Origins was included on the bundle, I. Th- think that would convince me enough to get it on one or the other yeah if i'm paying 60 dollars, getting three titles with a multiplayer fact facet and sure. polished 1080p with 60 frames i'd be sold yeah. we only have one piece of mk or mortal kombat x news that we didn't already touch on with the whole Luke yeah King we touched on the whole luke kang thing already um, they but... announced that there is going to be easy fatalities as an option i'm which... okay with this mostly because when i really thought about it i'm like you know what you're only executing a fatality if you already win. It's true. The only problem with with this, and I kind of agree with it, is the um, part of the awesomeness of a fatality happening is nailing that button combo. Yes, I agree with that. Which makes fatalities almost a little rarer to actually happen. Yeah. With this, you're going to see more fatalities, and it's going to be less now, maybe extreme. Now, that will, and this is where I'm going, too. Mm-hmm. The good thing that could come out of this is that the cool-ass ones that the experts love are those standard, like, intense, like, and then do your thing, while the easy ones are just, like, a quick, like, little thing. And that could be cool because that does incentivize people to start learning. And the experts still get the badass ones that make them feel awesome. Which the I ones we've seen from their oh are incredible. Yeah, I mean, hell, even the X-rays. Like, I thought the X-rays in 9 weren't pretty gruesome. They're even crazier in this one. Surprising how much, like, seeing a body get broken and seeing organs, like, move around gets even more intense the second time around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and there's only so there's many times weird... you can see a stomach getting ruptured before it's like, yep, that's... That's a stomach rupture. Well, stomach and rupture. going along with that, there's a weird kind of art to it. Uh, yeah. It, no, no, there definitely is. That's yeah. not even weird. I, it's yeah. Just, to get the game like to treat... Normally. Okay, so get to get the game to treat the physics in a certain way while also executing a complex m- orientation of movements with two bodies to create cracking and splitting of bodies, like... Yeah, there's an art to that. There's definitely an art involved. Yeah. You can't get to that point without having skill. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, This one's – we really didn't want this news to happen, but it's happening, at least Uh, as far as rumoring. Guitar Hero actually might be coming more than a rumor. Yeah. Returning, which, God, I really hope it doesn't. Right. Um, Apparently, there's supposed to be some sort of announcement next week. Yeah, on April 1st in Hamburg Rock City – 
the fact that they chose April 1st gets me kind of like questioning because anything that's announced on April 1st is usually like 50-50 one way or the other if yeah. it's going to be true or not. I mean, remember last year with Titanfall getting the Optimus Prime thing and like <laughs> I bought into that for a minute. Like I was like, it would make sense. I, I could see so Michael Bay paying Microsoft a bunch of money to be like, hey, get this character in there to get like more. <sighs> it's so dumb. But yeah, it's entirely possible this could be. I really hope it doesn't. I hope it. It's part April of the problem Fools. why Rock Band and Guitar Hero died off when they did was the this oversaturation with it. At that yeah, point. I was no, gonna I say <laughs> with the oversaturation thing, take their two most oversaturated properties, combine them into one: Call of Duty Guitar Hero. Oh my God, Activision would make a billion April dollars. 1st. No, that's why it's funny because it's <laughs> April Fools. Yeah, it'd be a funny joke. Actually, I'd laugh. It's not even a funny joke. It's just <sighs> like. Know. Fuck you. The epitome of just No, I'd, I'd say terrifying. fuck you, too. No, I'm that's what saying. I would say to them. Just fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Uh, PS4 2.5 update came out. Yeah. Uh, you got to mess around with the suspend feature by accident. Kind of. Well, I mean, it just kind of. I've done it a few times. It's, yeah. it's cool. Like, so I actually had something even crazier happen. So, mm -hmm. like, um, the suspend feature, for those don't know, it's just a little nice thing where even when you go into rest mode, the your um your apps will stay open. Yeah. There's some apps. I had this happen with Destiny yesterday when mm -hmm. I put my PS4 into rest mode. It's like this application has to close before it's not able to suspend. Because you're logging out. Because you're logging out. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like so when like I go to sleep and I'll throw like Hulu on just like have some noise in the background because I can't fall asleep with stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I turned my PS4 on yesterday, kicked right back into Hulu and started playing the episode again. It was it was odd. But um, it's had, nice. What was it? A Lego game with your cousin? Or yeah, I was I downloaded um. Marvel superhero Legos yeah that's what it was for me and my nephew to play one day and boat it up oh still on the start screen yeah so it's kind of cool I really haven't messed with those I've just noticed more of the stability stuff like certain things run smoother um, share play is a lot better I haven't messed with that yet so I'm curious of that too it's cool um, it's odd that the store moved from the, the top, the top bar to the bottom bar. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that oh, Well, That was the first thing. I was like, what the hell? Like, my store is not where it was. Oh, it's over here now, like off on the left of your apps. It was weird. But, I mean, like I was saying, uh, Music Unlimited was running a little bit smoother, but it was having problems because I think because the service is shutting down today. So, I don't know. I'm hoping tomorrow what that means is that Spotify is up and running because then I can just log in with my Spotify and start running music on that because... Hopefully. Especially with all these games coming out with better patches and better setups for swapping game music for your own music. Like, if that runs better and better, I'm just going to resubscribe to Spotify and be happy with playing my music over yeah, games. Yeah, good. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird. You can now back up your hard drive. That's cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's a nice feature for once. Um, but, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Like, a lot of it we're going to have to find out just by using it. We got some info on the um, Xbox One April update. Um, the biggest thing is that it's adding voice messages, which is odd that it's taken them this long to put it in For there. how great 360 party chat was and messages were. Utter fail on the Xbox One. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, literally the hardest thing for me when I started playing Xbox One and on the the combination of the yeah. failure of Halo, it was even worse. The fact that like the entire infrastructure just felt actually out of date like the 360 felt better yeah. yeah party chat is like weird and shitty and annoying well that's another thing the that they're Xbox adding one. with this update the is servers. actually adding dedicated exactly. servers which yep. i think is super cool but at it's the same about time, time xbox playstation needs to add dedicated servers for their party chat yeah, with how do. many nat problems happen 
Oh yeah, because it, the number of times that we're running something that's a complex game like Ooh. Destiny, and that's it's always funny. online, and then it, on top of that, it's trying to run a complicated party chat service on top of it, and both just don't always coincide unless I, you have a great weird, connection. It's weird though because like PS4 has always or PS in yeah. general has always had that kind of like eh the net's it's, weird, but it's always looking better. And yeah. then it's weird to see the 360 like Climb the pillar to a of greatness go to shit. Yeah. And actually be worse than the PS4 in my opinion. No, I I agree. Yeah. The Xbox One just hasn't quite done it right. It's been like well, misstepping every step that, of the way. It's that infrastructure that they started out with. It's yeah. part of their failure because I'll tell you right now, like the way they do downloads and loading, it's all at once versus being able to prioritize like the PS4 does, which actually makes things faster on the PS4. And then the Xbox One is just like waiting. Halo took me two and a half days to download. God Fortunately, damn. it had the, you know, early install feature, so it was okay. But yeah. Yeah. Like that's how long. That's nuts. And I had a good internet. Well, like Borderlands has like a massive day one patch that oh Xbox yeah. One users are facing like a several hour yep. download of like 16 yep. gigs. Whereas like PlayStation owners, that 16 gigs, you're able to just up and run while it's downloading in the background and applying it as you're playing. Yeah. Like, it's I don't just know. That, that, that first step was the biggest misstep. Right. Uh, this one's kind of interesting. We've been waiting on this one in a way. The, yeah. I almost, I was so in my mind. Right. Just like, I give like up what? on Planet Side 4. Yeah, Planet Side Two on PS4 is just like oh Planet Side Two. I know <laughs> Planet Side Two. Uh, Planet PS4. Side on PS4. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Uh, the closed beta is commencing in Europe. Uh, started. It's already out. Like it's already happening in Europe right now. Uh, it started on the 25th. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's got that's where the company is founded. That's where the company comes from. So it makes sense that they would do it in their home con- like continent mm-hmm. before moving it to other regions. Here's hoping it runs well. It's weird to have a, a beta for a port, essentially, but if it wasn't a stability PC, on a different yeah, hardware, I would I would be shocked. But since it is what it is, and we've been waiting it for it so long, there probably have a lot of issues. Like, oh, it's, it's still very. It odd. is odd, yeah. Regardless, it'll be interesting how the thing whole evolves. Um, this news kind of took me out of by storm for a couple of days. The fact yeah. that um, Fallout Three has a new speedrun record of 18 minutes and 53 How? seconds. So there's this a lot of incredible ways that you can skip a lot of the dialogue and everything. Um, the biggest thing, I watched a little bit of the run. I w- still want to go through and watch the entire thing. Yeah. But um, spe- or, um, basically how he explained it was every time you quick load, the collision detection doesn't always work right uh, during something similar to about 10 frames. And you see him just clipping through walls constantly. Like, it's insane. That's incredible that, like, there are people out there that can find this weird, wacky shit in games. And, and then just exploit the fuck out of it. Have you seen the latest runs of the world record any percent of Ocarina of Time? No. Don't, don't even is, go into it right now. It but, is uh, fucking insane, the amount of shit that these people do. They use the Chinese ROMs because, for instance, like, it, what is it, dialogue <laughs> will speed, will, will actually it's load, speeder, like, 80 faster, faster. And then, like, the, um, specifically the IQ, which is the Chinese N64, yeah. has almost no lag, which cuts off, like, 20 seconds from the entire run. The whole concept of wrong warping is the most ridiculous yeah. thing in the world. It's That's crazy. Insane. But um, it's nuts. You're kind of the expert on this next one. I'll let you go on ahead and uh, go on to that. Oh, oh the Hearthstone. So we got a couple pieces of Hearthstone news this week. The biggest being that there was a insane world record um, set this week for the longest Hearthstone turn ever. 
clocking in at I think it was forty three hours. Was the <sighs> fact that anyone was able to achieve this? So like, you were explaining this to me, and I kind of I mostly got it, but it's just insane. So but how like, this just how this crazy. happened is essentially this basically this guy got seven copies of a card, Prophet Velen. Yeah, which doubles the effectiveness of your spells. Yeah, just flat out. Uh, combining it with stuff like spell damage with this adds, he was able to get a card, Arcane Missile, which usually shoots three random missiles at a target, to shoot um, 28,752 missiles. And yeah. he had nine of them in his hand. So he shot 258,768 bolts, which took... I'm going to find the actual time here. I'm sorry. One day, 21 hours, 18 minutes, and 29 seconds. Wow. Well. <laughs> the fact that this happened really is just like, what the... F- who does this? <laughs> he got a Guinness World Record out of it. He's happy. You feel how, you know how cool that guy feels probably right now. I have a world, Guinness World Record for the longest Hearthstone turn. Oh my god! Well, and on top of that, just to kind of like bring that home, he was playing against himself. Yep. Oh, it requires an insane amount of setup that would never. Yeah, happen in like an that's. Game. I want to m- make that clear though. That like, so this didn't happen in game. Like this happened essentially in exhibition against yourself. But so, still, I mean, still impressive. But absolutely. Yeah. Um, we also got the announcement that uh, Black Ark Mountain got a release date a week before it came out. So I'm going to be totally so they, honest. So they, what is this? Okay, so Black Ark Mountain is the second solo adventure that they've done, which is essentially uh, it's 17 bosses versus you just an AI. Mm. And they have like crazy little gimmicks and stuff. It's basically a mini expansion. There's 31 new cards being added to it, but it adds a really nice um, single-player aspect to this game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it, they Nintendo'd you. Basically, but they've done this every single time too. Like the how they did the first adventure, Naxxramas and Goblins versus Gnomes. It was literally about a week before. Yeah, and then it, it launched. So, I mean, I'm sure that they, like they test ability to the point where they can just go, okay, like we we'll just run the patch next week. Well, they learned something incredible with Nax. They launched um the first wing. So how they're doing it is there's five wings. And they're okay, releasing a wing a week. Yeah, the very first wing they did of Nax, they released it worldwide at the same time. And for a game that always is online, yeah, there was an insane. insane amount of lag for everyone. Yeah, It was like you do something and it was like five seconds for it to animate every single time. That's annoying. So they actually like realize this and they're staggering. They staggered the releases from there on out. So it was like US gets it at midnight and then China gets it at 4 a.m. and stuff like that. Yeah. To kind of get that, but crazy it'll be cool yeah and then what was the wow piece of news that came out um the wow token um got a price point oh okay for those who don't remember the wow token is a system blizzard is putting into place for players to legally buy gold in game and also use in-game gold to buy game time um it's going to start at 20 us dollars per token per token okay and that equates to 30 days basically how that works and you go online you sell that server you sell that um in game and you get in-game gold for it um that'll be fast what's the average subscription per month 15 dollars. okay so yeah this is literally like okay if you're sitting on gold this will heavily benefit you it's not necessarily the best interest to buy 20 well, no, worth so of the, gold so for a month and run off that setup no so how so again there's the two sides to it so yeah. you can use money to buy in-game gold yeah yeah or you can guide in-game use in-game gold to buy game time yeah so 
Well, and the that's what I mean is like if you're on a subscription and then you're just sitting on a ton of gold, you can then supplement your subscription. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the smarter move as opposed to just buying a bunch of gold and trying to do one-time purchases of oh, those no. tokens. Oh, it's, no. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. You're not going to use both services simultaneously at the same yeah. time, obviously. Yeah, and that's that's really what fascinates me about this. Is it like there's it's more ways of like changing the economy and... like in, in this service. And that's really the only thing that's completely fascinated me about MMOs, especially like – with like we were saying about Eve Online, where yeah. people have been like pro- like ambassadors, literal ambassadors stuff. in real life, yeah, for being ambassadors in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fascinating that like somebody could like really, if they wanted to, study these economics, and you could see some parallels to real world economics. Well, and, and more in depth on that is Game Theory did a video like three yeah. months ago that was actually like there's a real world problem happening in WoW, and that's that they're facing an inflation problem. And so in a large way, this is actually just going to exactly. probably solve a lot of that issue because exactly. it's going to be removing massive amounts of gold at, at quick, yeah. quick velocity. It'll be it's interesting. Not necessarily, I don't think it's going to necessarily remove gold from the game entirely. It's going to essentially even out the average gold per person. Well, and that's more or less what I mean. is like you're going to have less inflation problems Basically. out of this which is good because if people are treating gold like nothing at this point then eh, you just put value back onto it so yeah. yep. so halo online is a thing yeah uh it's a free-to-play that's coming out in russia yep and it's weird actually when this was announced uh to me i thought it was something that was actually rumored a while back that had a different name it was using halo like assets but it was going to be an mmo this is just a straight up like standard multiplayer if i understand it correctly for essentially pcs and it'll be using the halo 3 engine. it's yeah it's weird it's it's an interesting concept and i'm wondering if this is something that they'll eventually branch out to other areas in what sense yeah. they've already announced that they have no plans to bring a current like halo online system to console or at least well, in this I'm form. I'm not thinking about console. I'm just thinking about PCs in general. Like not just like it's entirely possible that they'll they'll branch it out. I think, yeah. but they I think Russia with the size and demographic is probably a better place to test market. Sure, that and but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, we it, there's always a possibility, especially for something like Halo Three multiplayer, which was the I think other than Halo Two the second fan favorite. Mm. So yeah. Um, so this one's just fucking insane. Um, we so had a massive resurgence of Twitch plays Pokemon again. Well, and and to be fair though, it took them how long now? So for those who don't keep up on it, days. um, their latest goal was to catch all original 151. Yep, they're using a hacked version of the game that has all of them in there, so you don't have to trading. And it also um allowed for respawns for legendaries. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. When you're working with a problem of like twenty thousand people, people trying to play, yeah, exactly. Like you're going to be given some some leeway here and there, so that's a good way to do it. Is just have the legendaries respawn, which is amazing for that kind of setup. So they caught them all. Thirty-eight um, days, seventeen hours, and seventeen minutes. Yep. In addition to those hacks, the the creator of this whole setup actually was able to find and reestablish the oak battle that was originally going to be in the original games back in the day but never made it into the final cut they're able to restore many of his old uh lineup while also supplementing a couple more to make it more robust it looks like 
the crazy thing about this was that it appeared immediately after the champion battle. Yeah. Which means that they had no time to heal between battles, and his entire team was level 100. Yeah, it took them, I think on that one, they said something like 48 hours. They had no. to devote about, it was yeah. about two more days two to more days. defeat yep. Oak. Just so, out of curiosity, yeah. like... In Halo news, it's like, are they still stuck on the bridge? Oh my god, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna look. I'm just, I'm, I'm just okay. You keep looking up. for that. I'm gonna wrap right. up these these news pieces. But <laughs> Jesus, I forgot about that. You're right. right. Um, okay, so then what's crazy about this week too is that uh, Philip Victor, who's a guy who does mods apparently, has been working for the past few years on a Val or a uh, Half Life Two visual update. It, from what I remember, it's gonna be pretty much wasn't it 1080p and 60 frames i think is what his full visual update does to it it's a 7 gig download that valve has approved and is officially releasing like they you know it's got that stamp of approval it's just odd that he's been working on a visual update for a game that's been out for 11 years like that's just the insane part to me true but this is just coming along with the the number of other similar val uh half-life related um things people are doing to restore many old things and elaborate on that story and lore because people they, love that they want it yeah people yeah. want it not like Valve. Three confirmed. Yep. um i cannot find anything about apparently the stream is currently off ryan because they're getting ready to play halo 2 so i don't know if that means that they beat it or they just gave up i they can't probably fell off the bridge too many times and called it good rage quit it was just absolute. Um, <laughs> just watching the bridge was just the most hilarious. They just kept switching ever. weapons. Like I remember seeing that. Like they kept switching weapons, firing a couple shots, making like two steps forward, a couple steps back. It's like you're not really going anywhere. Well, it's like the the tragedy <laughs> that happened when in the original Twitch plays Pokemon. Like because like when yeah. that whole thing happened, how like one Pokemon spams entirely over leveled, and it just so happened that they were happened to um delete it yeah to release. release it yeah it was like well game over yeah basically like we're fucked now yeah <laughs> we just lost our prime team member um just insanity so this is more or less a confirmation on a game you're passionate about but uh golden frieza has been confirmed to be coming to dragon balls universe this was expected especially with the film coming out this summer like oh, yeah. why wouldn't you do the extra marketing to get him in the game uh it's he's gonna, gonna be part of the third round of dlc i you know what i actually haven't bought any of the dlc yet i think i might i think if i do that there's like a nice window a like in like may yeah i'm i'm thinking i i'm well it would have uh, to be before may for me yeah i was about to say actually that's what i'm gonna three. be yeah that whole month before you Batman, could always wait until oh there's that yeah i can't i can't well they got three more both. weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right maybe yeah. they did it for you because or other people who are just Midging There's a good series. window after Batman Arkham Knight where I think the fourth, third or fourth DLC for this will come out, and that's probably going to be the right time to buy it. Because that's probably when I'll wind up buying the game and all the DLC all at once is right after Batman. Because I'll be smashing Batman out in like a week and a half. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Beat the crap out of everybody. Stay down. Stay down. <laughs> um, this so is, this next piece of news, it's a couple weeks old, but yeah, I this saw just it and I was like, we have to talk about this. This would this, be amazing. So it was almost two weeks ago now, but uh, Nintendo actually teased potential um, return of the mask concept to Legend of Zelda. Yeah, dude. So like we speculated, like they're probably not going to do the full on transformations, but I would like them to do the abilities of some of those masks. Because like, you know, like the, the Kamaro mask Bunny or Hood. Bunny Hood. Bunny Hood being the, pff, that Bunny better. Hood. Yeah. Bunny Hood is love. Bunny Hood is life. But yep. they actually did this whole thing similarly to how they confirmed the whole um 
Yeah, the despair, despair, despair thing. thing. Yeah. Um, but basically, same thing. Um, someone posing as the Happy Mask salesman from Nintendo was on Miiverse, and said that um, the masks could pop up in a new Zelda game. I've got some new masks if you'd like to try them on. Yeah, which is so just like, fucking creepy on one hand, but yeah. <laughs> and then to follow that up. This week, uh, Legend of Zelda on Wii U has been delayed out of 2015. Honestly, this was kind of anticipated. In felt, our minds. Yeah, I mean, like, like it would have been really cool, but it was just like a one year away announcement is just a stretch in my mind. Like at the end of the day, it's just a huge stretch. Yeah. Um, the know. whole thing came with Anuma basically making a video. Yeah. Saying that they've discovered several new possibilities, and now it's not their priority. Masks. <laughs> if it's masks, that'd be sweet. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. The happy mask salesman went on there, and then like, oh, people actually responded really well. Let's do, let's put you masks. Know, Maybe in. it is like in combination with that, with how much, how well Majora's 3D did. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Like Majora's was such a profound thing for them to do at this time because it is the exact amount of time for people who were like too young to really understand the game at the time to then hit it when they're old enough to actually understand, comprehend the complex things that are going on. And go, oh my god. This is so good. amazing. But um, this kind of gives them the opportunity to just make E3 even just absolutely huge for them in this aspect. Well, maybe now they can actually focus on finishing Star uh, Star Fox. Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. I'm, I mean, that one still at this point is supposed to be slated for a 2015 release. Hopefully, maybe. Supposedly. People, like, the internet's, like, exploding about this. It's being like, oh, no, you promised, and now we're Fuck not going to get promises. I'd rather have all, a good game. Almost every single major Zelda game has been delayed. Yeah. Twilight Princess was delayed when they realized, like oh, we years. can make this on the Wii too. Okay, let's do it. I remember that because I, I waited. Yeah. I, I perp- yeah, I remember that wait. My friend was a huge Zelda. I had the game like- before I had the console. Let me put it that way. That's how much <laughs> of a fan I was. Like I, ha- I was holding the game for like six months before I had the console in hand. But yeah, so I think that kind of wraps up our news. That was just... We talk way too much. We talk a lot, but you know what? I hope people like it. Our voices people... are fucking beautiful, so I mean, you better love it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Mm. <laughs> Anthony's just sitting over here, just uncomfortable <laughs> as all hell. Feel abused? <laughs> you feel abused or aroused? Or amused? No, there, there's nothing going on. Is now. it all three? <laughs> Could it be all three? It might be abused, aroused, and amused. Okay, amused. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes I'll sense. For that. Here we go, talking about how much we're talking. We're gonna take a quick break and come break back time. with our topic. All right, and welcome back to the Geek Demotion Podcast for our third and final segment, which is our topic section, where we take a topic that we found particularly interesting during the week and talk about it in more of a discussion pros, style. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. And yeah. Our topic this week was the really strange announcement release of the Dragon Age Inquisition yeah. DLC. Yeah, found out a little bit more about it. So the reason why it came out the way it did is because of Microsoft. The way that they commissioned that contract, I guess, is something along the lines of we're paying you so that you cannot tell when something is going to come out. Like these DLCs, you're not allowed to announce when their dates are going to be coming out until like the 24 hours before which is why we got the announcement of the announcement trailer but the announcement trailer came out the same exact day that the dlc came out and so then also part of the contract basically says they're not allowed to tell us when the ps4 dlc is supposed to come out at all we're not allowed to know which is absolutely ridiculous so 
this got us thinking like yeah there's been a few like exclusive contents over the years call of duty is infamous for being microsoft ridden but we've always known like it's a one month delay for that one it's just always been that way that's how that contract's written no one really complained because they were willing to wait one month like it doesn't really matter um destiny is one that has another infamous kind of thing because that was apparently like one year from the release is when sony paid them a large sum of money to keep it out of xbox's hands for a year yes yeah, so there's a one-year delay on destiny which is insane and we've even said is a little atrocious like a little egregious in general yeah we're paying the same <laughs> amount of money as everyone at xbox and we have two strikes two more strikes three extra guns one of which is one of the best guns in the game yep yeah, it does seem a little bullshit. Yeah, and that's our topic. Chalk it up like that. Time DLC and exclusive DLC versus say exclusive content developed because a company paid another company to develop it. Um, something I kind of put in the notes here is basically that uh, companies that pay other companies to develop new content, sure it might be exclusive, but new, you know, like for instance, Assassin's Creed doing those couple of DLCs that were like hour long contents that were extra and exclusive to the Sony platforms. Good. Like it's, it's a little piece of extra content. It's not technically kept out of the opponent, the opponent's hands. It was never actually even intended to be made until Sony was like, Hey, here's some extra dollars. Make this thing for us. I don't see anything wrong with that. This is an instance with dragon age where it was straight up that Xbox Microsoft was like, here's a bunch of money. Now don't give it to them for a long time. Don't do it. And that's the problem, is that they were already developing this content when Microsoft approached them for the contract. So I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, what are you guys' thoughts in general upon I mean, that? Like, I think <clears throat> exclusivity of a game and DLC and this content in general is not awful. <clears throat> I think it's a concept that kind of adds, essentially, perks to choosing a specific, con- specific console. It's value. It's value. Yeah. It's, it's partially why I ended up picking out my ps4 with me, yeah. because like oh destiny's gonna have exclusive content okay well i'm a little more leaning towards this than i was picking it up on Xbone now yeah it, i was right there too in a world where there's so many more multi-console titles yeah multi-platforms and the, the big triple a titles that are multi-console it still gives you a reason to say oh i have destiny on ps4 yeah it makes it a little bit better I mean, I. It still just adds that depth to the gaming world that we've kind of lost in a sense. Yeah. But then you have instances like this where it's just like you're blatantly, like this is an extreme case. I, I agree, it is. Where you're, not only do we get it delayed, like we have no idea when this DLC is coming out. Yep. It'll just drop at some point. Probably we'll get the announcement a day before again. Yep. Yeah, it's. It's not cool in general. Like in general, like as a as a as a player, it's just like, hey, fuck you. Like, I should at least be able to know. Oh yeah. More than anything else, what pisses me off about the Dragon Age one is that they they announced it and released it on Xbone, and then they were like, they didn't even talk about PS4. They just flat out couldn't. Part of the contract says they're not allowed to speak of it at all, beyond saying like it'll happen. It's just fucking stupid. My thoughts <laughs> are. I have, like, a couple of things. Yeah, go for it. So, first off, I understand, like, Cody saying why exclusivity exists. Deals get made. That's the way business gets done. Yeah. I completely understand it in 
some cases of DLC. Yeah. And strictly DLC after the game is released. And if they've committed to should, cross-platform. Yeah, and, and it should definitely have a release date. That's just good practice. Like, come on, this this is not good practice. There's no release date. There's no window of expectation. We didn't know about it until now. It's definitely out of practice for this one, mm-hmm. in my opinion, bar none. However, strictly speaking, if assets are already on the game and they are restricted from players, from the base experience, I think that's also an issue too. So in Destiny, some parts of it, I think, is a big issue. The fact that they have armor, or the fact that we have armor and weapons on PS4 that they don't, that were included in the base game, I think is extremely shitty. I don't like that at all. Well, and like we were saying, like I think with that, like I would have been okay with a Call of Duty format of like, hey, you guys, you guys have total access. You're fine to it if it was just a month. Like I would have been completely the okay. Year with, is insane though. That is just too much. That I is mean, not fair. I'm just saying, it, uh, from bar none for me, base core experience of the game is something that you pay for. And if that's included on one system and it's not on another and it's not DLC... To, to be fair, though, I will, I I will give them props because they did announce that that was going to be the case several several months before the game even came well, out. Like Fine, but still, I well, don't... There's also... Still don't think this is an instance where Microsoft is basically saying you're not allowed to give them any information. Well, no, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not saying that this is better or worse. I'm saying right. it's bad just all around but here's the thing is is they were given a year of expectation that's the thing that i'm saying is that when you're given a year of knowing what's coming and what's going to be the the the, the for dlc it would have been fine for me for base experience no i still think they should get hawk moon and monte carlo oh i've thought that since after the first that's month. what i'm saying that's base core stuff the strikes and whatnot for well the see second then DLC, again it's, with about. this kind of game it's also hard because we don't know what was included within the day one patch let alone the week patch or every single week there's a new patch ps4 we don't know had it xbox one should have it base core experience that is my standard I think it's wrong that that is excluded for xbox well because let's like i think the, that this is the, wrong for like, ps4 people right and i'm not saying it's, not it's right i'm just saying at least in my mind if you're gonna do it at all hell we don't even know we don't even know if technically those game guns were part of that base experience we actually don't know we don't know if playstation were like hey here's an extra few thousand dollars or you know million but develop some stuff for us but they were still included day one for hours bar none that I mean, is considered really a say base hawkmoon was in their day one when there's i'm sure somebody get- got it within the first day <laughs> or two before the biggest heavily. dlc patch some people, yeah, sure. It's all random. It's That's possible. True. That's true, but also you have to be over level 20. Still, within the first few days, before at least the first right. DLC came out. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, that's like, flat out, that's, thing that's, that's the, the thing. But, like I'm saying, though, like, it's... The, the, the line should be, what was paid for, and why was it paid for? Like, in this case, we don't know if Sony was like, hey, since you're also working on this thing, can you develop stuff directly for our console that you didn't plan on before this that's not part of if the base it's experience? DLC after the base experience, fine. But that's it, what that I'm saying is that with the that game that's idea. always online, you can't say that it's base experience because patches we don't know anything about. That may well be, technically, but still Technically, in the everyone that doesn't have DLC has all the content on their game console right now. In in the basest of code, just to insert more stuff in. It's you know it's it's all there. That's the thing is if they were to get the download, it would be a two kilobyte download that would unlock that content. It's already there. Like it's on their console it's right not, now. It's not finished though. 
No, that's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying, like, right now, people who have the game, have been playing it now from the, whenever they bought it through now, have Crota's End, even if they haven't paid for it, they have that content on their console right now. Well, but it's not it's not unlocked to them because they haven't paid for it. And also, when it, the game first came out, it wasn't finished. It wasn't finished at all. No, I'm, I'm saying, just I'm, I'm what I'm trying to allude to is the fact that with that, that means that there's people out there that have content they have no access to on their console, and how similar that is to what you're you're showing off. What I'm saying too is that if PlayStation commissioned it, it's not in their code. That's what I'm saying is that they don't physically even have the code. That, that's what the exclusivity means, is that they don't even have the code for Hawkmoon in their games. Well, and I'm saying that's included for us in our base experience. Right. That's that, wrong to me that it's not included on another console. And what I was trying to get at is that if Sony paid them for that content, that means that that content was known beforehand. It was developed for specifically only PlayStation consoles. All that. And it was included in the base experience. Look, I, I well, understand no, what you're no, saying. No, what I'm saying is that it could possibly not even be exist on Xbox consoles right now. Like, beyond lock, like uh, behind a heavily. locked wall. Doubt it heavily. The fact that Zer doesn't show... Like, the fact that people have looked at Xbox uh, loot tables and Zer doesn't have it in those loot tables even hidden. Because we've seen still, hidden, hidden stuff in there that, all the time. that doesn't matter. That's, that's locking out core experiences available to us yeah. from possibly day one. Possibly. I'm yeah. sure it wasn't day one exactly. Probably, but you're right. But before the first DLC launched, yeah. and it's not included on Xbox One, and we had it, that's wrong to me. That's excluding a base experience from the game. That is bad practice, in my opinion. Well, that's fine. That's I'm, not, I'm, I'm just trying to create the conversation. We can't have sure. no, a conversation here without an, an opposition. No, no, I'm not no, trying yeah. to spark I get anything. It. I get it. No, I'm Assassin's just Creed is it's another wrong. instance. We have the Liberation, or whatever it was. It was a, a DLC that was in 4 that was 1 to 2 hours of extra content that was uh, bringing um, the PSP character, Aveline, into the storyline more. And so it was basically this piece of content that was that Connor was communicating with her to get her involved uh, with that whole systematic of uh, making the creed happen in America. And that was a piece of content that Xbox users just flat out never have gotten, ever. But it was also it's not day a part one. Of the core. It, it was, was day one. The well, then that's wrong. Okay. I, just, I, I needed to bring that to a forefront. My bar of practice should be that if it's downloadable content happening after the game and someone can plan for it, not included in a base $60 purchase sum, then that's, that's okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, with I'm Destiny. Fine with Destiny that. advertised exclusivity a year away. For certain DLC, sure. But that's certain DLC. Like the strike. Look at Yeah, yeah, yeah no, go I'm for it. Saying. Go for it. The strikes and everything not included yeah. after the base experience, that's fine. We got day one, yep. not before the DLC was yep. released, Monte Carlo and Hawkmoon as possibilities to gain, and then some random armor that the nobody uses anymore. Rare armor. Rare, yeah. But all I'm saying is that was a part of our $60 purchase. Yes. The fact that that was included in somebody else's $60 purchase of the base game is wrong to me. It's. I just think it's a whole give and take. It's a of bad your, practice. It is a bad practice, but it's also a way of basically making your – basis your console want to choose your console i get that totally for dlc i'm fine with that the thing is is the reason why this is drumming up a ton of controversy is that they announced it 24 hours before it came out and i think that this is wrong too because no that's fine what i'm trying to get at is the major point of this is the biggest issue being there's no there's gray area and then there's blatant opposition from people which is this this is straight up just saying like yeah you cannot do this whereas like what sony did 
what Sony did was actually kind of commendable because they gave you a year's notice. Before the consoles even came out, you were allowed to know about it's it. It's very nice of them. How noble. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go one way, you might as well give someone a year ahead of time to go, okay, sure. if I want to do this, I need to have yeah, this thing. For semantics argument, yes. Their yeah. PS4 is slightly better that they gave us a year notice. But I will say they've fucked up on a few other occasions. Like, I'm not saying that this was the one time that they succeeded. I'm saying that this and is I the one time that, that they've actually... that a success actually, either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it pulled people away. Flat out, like, that's what it did is it pulled people away from the Xbox because people were expecting Bungie and Xbox to be hand in hand. Well, but... And that's why it is slightly better, like you're saying, argument-wise, like yeah. that PS4 was at least straight up and told you that it was a certain... And we all can basis. agree the year-long lockout it's is ridiculous. fucking dumb. Well, and that's, I wanted that's, a Call of Duty one if they were going to do anything. Like, yeah, and, that's, and that's where I'm going with this. Like, I just... I think for the simplest of ideas yeah. that a base experience should be a base experience. DLC, fine, you can... You you can have that as exclusivity, quote unquote, for consoles so then if you want here's after a the purchase thought. because that's not a part of your original base purchase point. What if because you, I mean with the way that pre order bonuses go nowadays, that's DLC at the end of the day. What if you bought the game sixty dollars ahead of time, and your day one DLC was that content being applied to your console? How would you feel then? Because it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing as Wait, what happened. Say that one more time. Okay, so, so, so when there's sure when there's essentially like look at it like a season pass. Like when you buy a season pass and there's content available to you on day one that has content that was made for the game that they took out, put a part of a season pass, put a part of a pack of DLC that you can download along the road, but you have to pay for it to get for it. An incredible There's example that. of this. So day one DLC, is that what we're talking Basically. about? Sort of. Day one DLC is is a completely different practice in my opinion because it's stuff that they're purposefully locking out just to gain some extra money. Like, for example, well, Mass that. Effect 3 I was is actually, egregious. what I was kind of referencing was, say, with, uh, okay, here's a good example. Dark Knight or Arkham Knight. We pre-order it. We automatically get Harley Quinn DLC. That's included day one, downloadable, day one. That is content we are technically not paying for because it's not. I mean, that everyone else who doesn't buy the game ahead of time is going to have to pay 20 bucks for that mm-hmm. or $15, whatever. In that case, we're getting content as part of our $60 that's promised to us for our core experience. Mm-hmm. That is essentially what Destiny was to us because you bought the game $60 and they said ahead of time, this is PlayStation exclusive content that you're going to get on that, your console. But there's a difference between arguing pre-order bonuses for all and exclusivity rights for a content right, $60 but what I'm, what I'm for also one adding, console what, Well, that's what I'm kind of getting at is if you do a pre-order bonus on this console, you'll get this thing. That's happened on, on a few occasions with other games. I'm just for trying to kind of my, gather my a basis. My benchmark good practice is if it's a $60 base purchase, regardless of the system, for $60, your base game, DLC aside, you get that's that. Well, that's what I'm saying, is this is technically DLC, part of the pre-order bonusing. So they're giving you a code on the console, the content. Like, I'm not saying that's what Destiny did, because that's not what they did. No. But I'm just saying, similarity, that's kind of what I, occurred. I, I don't like day one DLC background. either. I no. don't either. That wasn't, the, that wasn't the point. I'm just saying, like, this happens. Like, these things do occur, obviously, because yeah. it's happened for how long now? Since the Xbox 360 and PS3 really came out, yeah. pretty much. That... They're, they develop content that is supposed to be released to close to day one within the week, usually, that you're not paying for, that they're giving you incentive for giving the money ahead of time. 
while that's not the the fact that happened, that's kind of what occurred with Destiny in a way, is that that kind of happened through a bunch of weirder systems. Well, and for Destiny's sake, it was exclusivity rights. Yeah, exactly. That's essentially what it was. If we bought the game on PlayStation, I'm fine with exclusivity rights if it's happening after the base game. Like, regardless, my benchmark, $60 purchase, you get what PS4 is getting. Which Here's would a good have been example, the Monte actually. Carlo and uh, Arkham Knight Arkham. did the uh, where you had uh, the Joker challenge maps on or on Arkham Asylum. 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 Asylum had the Joker challenge maps. That was exclusive to PlayStation. And it was after the base purchase. No. Wasn't it? No. no it wasn't. Was so then again, that yeah. would be another problem that I would have. I just there you go. I was a much younger. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm know. just trying to establish the benchmark. So across but the yeah. board, yeah. So across the board for me, yeah, yeah. If it's things that are being released later after a sixty dollar purchase is made, that's not a part of your sixty dollar purchase. I'm even done. if it is bonus content. If, if, it's, if bonus it's bonus content, content for other content that's that's neither here nor there. If you're paying sixty dollars for a game, you should get the full amount of the game to offer. If that's not on one thing versus the other, then that's a little wrong to me. Okay, let's just twist the game a little bit then. With Destiny, for instance, would you have been okay with it if they had gotten the the strikes? I'll put it that way. If they got the strikes. They got the strikes, addition, and literally the only thing that was the two we guns, got two and the guns more than that. No, still wouldn't have been okay with it. I, okay. I, the idea. The idea. Right, right. I just want to kind wrong. of establish all the little but boundaries. But that like, aside, I still bought the game. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously for the PS4. Yeah. I 100% understand what you're saying. And yeah. to a part, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I also understand why this is happening. Because, again, in the current universe that we live in, in the gaming world, yeah, you know, you take a game. You know what? You have a game that's coming out on, you know, let's go, like, incredibly extreme. Yeah. It's coming out on PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, PC, Wii U, yeah, <laughs> 3DS, <laughs> iPhone. Keep it going. <laughs> um fucking ps vita ps vita game boy advance (laughs) it's coming up for everything that exists what is so and let's say you indie game it's pong and you have um you have all these consoles sure somewhere in there you have to make a decision why you're going to buy this game for this specific console and for some people for a lot of people actually in destiny's case yeah you put a piece of content, no matter how big or small, because let's look at it. At the end of the day, two yeah. 20-minute strikes and three guns is not an in, a mass content difference right. between no, everything. No, and I hear what And there's saying. no actual core experience it's, in any of that content because, like – It's all I, – I 100% what you're saying. I still think this is extra stuff beyond the base game, though, and it's a way to I think it create is too. companies an incentive to buy your Destiny game. The strikes, I would agree – the guns, I would not, because we I were would, given to them day one. This I was a feel part like, of our $60 purchase. I still feel like it's the other way around. I feel I'm like it's the other way around. less okay with the strikes than the guns. Like, I feel like those guys need to experience Dust Palace. They need to. Because Dust like, Palace is so well, good. And, that would, and, and the idea Versus there Versus if they were to too. experience Hawkmoon or Monte Carlo, I'm like, you know what, though, there's a bunch. Like, for as great as I love Hawkmoon and how it plays, there's several other hand cannons that play just the same because it has I'm no just, no damage types. And or anything. I'm not I'm not completely disagreeing right. with you guys yeah. either. Like I think it's shitty that people aren't getting no, strikes I either. Agree with that. But at least it's advanced content that is like a twenty dollar purchase. It's DLC. It's not a part of a base core experience when you're when you're asking you're you're buying the. Dust main Palace game. was day one. 
We had access day one to the Dust Palace. Okay, well, fine. Then that would be included in my rant then. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure if Dust Palace was Right, no. That. Dust Palace was actually the first so, uh, Dust Mars. Dust Palace. Or, yeah, that was the no, first. It was the second Mars. No, no. We, I know, I know. But we hit that one first. really quickly. Right. We were like, we want this one. Okay, yes. so Dust Palace, Monte Carlo, Hawk uh, Moon, Hawk Moon and, and the, the random farmers and stuff. Well, Fourth Horseman's DLC, so that wouldn't fit into his rant. It's still, DLC, I mean, on one hand, it's still console-specific. DLC that we're paying the same. You pay twenty dollars on and Expo I see and you pay twenty dollars on that, and we get an extra on an extra truck. They well, and to be fair, they are getting them for free next September. Right, they, like they're not having right. to pay extra for this stuff. Right, right, right. I want to make that clear so that people in the audience are like, "What the hell is going?" Like, no, they paid for this stuff up front too. They you just have, have a one year additional twenty dollars to get. <laughs> and now, Codazen two point oh. It's called the PlayStation DLC <laughs> on and, Xbox. And ultimately, at the end of the day. This is the my the whole destiny yeah, argument we're absolutely. having is not the it's most an egregious sin. It's an extension yeah. from the we're, actual core problem. Yeah. It's the biggest problems right. I've ever had with with content unlocking yeah. are th- actually the biggest one I can think of was Mass Effect Prothean DLC because that was hugely story based and it yeah. was day one ten dollars. Yeah, I remember that. You know what? Dollars. Going back to actually, it's just like annoying. Yeah. You know what's it's insane fun. that the mo- no, mo- yep. let me start over. You know what's insane that not a lot of people know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the Fallout Three and all the Fallout New Vegas DLCs are on your disc. Yeah, from day one, and you have to pop twenty dollars DLC. And then, then we get into that's where a different we're going. issue at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, and well, and that's the same thing with Capcom. Capcom games have been found fucking, to have uh, Marvel versus DC. Oh my, Marvel, Marvel versus, versus Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. Oh my god! The, the fact that they worst. released the special edition like worst. three months later, I think, and it had the characters it, that were on the first one's there. disc, just you couldn't access them unless yeah. you bought the DLC, or they, you just buy the new game. Like it was yeah. so dumb. It's like they already did the work, and then they just restricted it so they could gain more money out of so it. So you can understand like day one DLC in the sense of where that line is. And yeah. that's why we have to look at these issues and like think about them and figure out what is our like complete bending point. Destiny is not my bending point. Yeah. Mass Effect 3 was getting closer. It was Capcom versus Marvel broke it. Yeah. This broke it for me. Like this broke it for me really and then, bad. And, we'll, and then we go back into me. our head topic, which is this. And yeah. it is stupid that they can just do that and not provide you at least some kind of announcement. That is good business to provide an announcement. Well, to just be like, look, handle like anything else. Just you cannot you release the, the other ones yeah. till blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can we can get annoyed and angry at the exclusivity of some guns and some strikes that a did year Mass later Effect, some people are going to get. Because I mean, I felt like everything was normalized on 360, but did PS3 get any sort of like fucked ups? I know it didn't no, get the, the first game at all. No, the Mass the the Mass Effect 3 controversy, anything Mass Effect related, was either its ending or the Prothean DLC. That's day right. one DLC. But my issue is th- obviously the biggest things are restricting content that's already there. And all's obviously Which that's letting that people depends. know about when stuff is going to be released because that is important. Because you need to be able to make a decision. There's Ultimately, also a difference the between there's also a difference between the content that's created for the main game that's essentially when the game goes gold and is live on your disc versus content that's only half finished that requires the day one exactly. patch to be updated with. 
because that's stuff that they were able to work on in that time between when they went gold and when they had to print discs to save on the downloads. And some people can argue about that. Yeah, because that's that's, that's also a separate kind of like and weird muddy and area. And that's where I use that like trifecta. Destiny's not that bad. It's annoying. Mass Effect Three is kind of getting sketchy. Yeah. And then Capcom versus Marvel mm. is the worst. Yeah. Absolutely, but it's just. I still think. I mean, I mean the fact that like you look at how many games right now yeah on expone are expone exclusive and how many are ps4 exclusive it really isn't that many yeah that are I mean, huge titles for the game well we got we got bloodborne on ps4 we got uh bloodborne infamous in fact i would argue that and this is where i'm going with this too yeah, is yeah. like i really think that games specifically should be like at least have first party support because I think that's more important than DLCs and whatnot. Like Bloodburn on the PS4 only is fine for me because yeah, we, we aren't even going to touch on the exclusives because right. exclusive right. content. Or I mean, exclusive games. I think games. it's important to have first-party support for your consoles. That's I mean, that's that's, right. that's Sony and Microsoft literally paying a studio, being like, "Look, exactly, we're that's buying this IP, make yeah. it for us." Yeah. Well, the same thing. That's it's, the best. it's just basically, again, like mm-hmm. I 100% agree yeah. with what you're saying here, and it's good that you're actually incredibly passionate about yeah, this yeah. topic. Sure, I'm actually yeah. happy that's I. But I can also see why it exists because it puts basically consumers in a position where you have to choose something. How many PS4s do you think were sold just on the announcement that hey, Destiny is getting a little bit more content? Uh, PS4 sold? No, I don't. All of I, them? I, a ton. I, I think I it's think, all of them. I don't think it's all of them. I think it's a partial. It, it definitely helped. I'm Absolutely. not excluding that. I don't I'll put think it this it way. I think what happened thing. with it is that people like me and Cody, like we jumped from the 360 to the PS4 based on that announcement because well, we were expecting a lot from I don't think yeah. solely on that announcement. No, no. For but me, I mean, biggest, largely it helped. pushed it. It the, just shoved it for me. Yeah. Well, the biggest shove for me yeah. was obviously the notorious E3 announcement of oh, each yeah, console. Yeah. That was my biggest staple because you want to know what those consoles are focusing on. And clearly, yeah, Xbox One DRM was crap. fucked. <laughs> now, and they wanted to, to push to the Connect completely, say, and then that, it failed. Does that does those announcements? Was that because did you buy the PS4 because the PS4 one was really good, or because the Xbox One was really bad? That's actually a good point too. <laughs> a, a double, a, a both, well, both, a both, okay, a little okay. bit. Of I both. remember that PS4 was looking like it had better hardware, bar none. Yeah, and you yeah. were pay- it, They were only making t- about twenty or so dollars. For each console sold, they weren't yeah. making much on it. That's how good they they wanted they to sell that, that console. Yeah. I just remember. And then Xbox One was cutting corners everywhere, so they could push the Connect, and then the DRM, and it just got worse and worse and worse. So it's like PS4 is good, Xbox One is worse. Yeah, I just yeah. remember the incredible so E3 um, PS4. Oh god, so where good. it was just like yeah. a single picture. <laughs> PS4 will have no DRM. <laughs> Yeah. Issues. Yeah. And this watching the conference, this the the hall just standing ovation. Exploded. Yeah. This, this is how we trade games. Yeah, they just <laughs> handed it to each other. <laughs> I, I do remember there was like an interesting topic. Like how do you think it was possible that like maybe everyone was on board at the RM thing and then PS4 was just like, nah, fuck it. No, I think that was added that night. I think that was footage oh, added that night. Like absolutely that but night. Even still. Because it was the day apart. That was the beauty of it. Like, they had 24 hours to update and their you announcements. Know, when you really look into it, though, and I want to make this perfectly clear, yeah, I yeah. still stand by Xbox One was clearly in the wrong direction. But 
there were some interesting things that they were trying to do. Absolutely. It wasn't like they were I mean, they were trying, trying to, to develop the future. They were, yeah, they were looking forward to a digital future. I think... It's just they did it too fast. Going back on DRM, I think there are some DRM things that need to exist for the sole purpose Games. of Keeping, piracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Games, keep, yeah, yeah. Specifically. To Not keep, hardware. To keep exactly. developers alive. <laughs> At this point, that's really what it comes down to. Exactly, and that's and that's the key problem that Xbox One faced from the beginning is that it was hardware versus games, yeah. and perfect, they didn't sell that point. Another perfect example that we saw a lot of this towards the end of last console generation. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a ton here. Was um, online passes? Yeah, I think online passes are okay from a business standpoint because again, uh, no, in no. some ways. I mean, the fact I see that where EA required you to pay for all of their online content, like, like not just pay for it the content was... itself, but then pay to play online. But was no, okay. So, so dumb. let's look at this. So if you bought that game, mm-hmm. it was included. Fine. That's the thing, though. Is if you bought that game used, you had to pay for it separately. Not sure. And and there we go. So that's that's the thing. Like the reason why they developed it was only because of game. It was to circumvent and using. used. It was circumventing and used. What happened? Consumers spoke, and they got rid of it all entirely. And EA now, finally got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, and then now we're just evolving naturally into a more digital age, anyway. And prices getting cheaper as they are. It's getting rid of the used game sales anyway because yeah. we're moving towards digital. So yeah. online passes are a thing of the past, and they're completely stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've moved past them. I still think exactly. it wasn't – like there was such an uproar about them. I think in a, in a business was practice, it, they're okay in some ways. Uh, From the position that they were stuck in, that was the only way out. But it, exactly. But the I, thing is that they had to go away. I understand it. Do I agree with stupid. it? Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought they were stupid. At well, that's, that's why I said, like, stupid. I feel like to to force the conversation to occur, they had to implement them, but with the mentality that these are going to go away here in like six months, and sure enough, like yeah. a year or two later, they're gone. Yeah. To come back a little bit, I uh, realized that that DLC or day one for Assassin's Creed Four was actually also part of their exclusive contracts because um, when they commissioned um, the Aveline PSP game, that character is licensed to Sony. And so playing as her in a DLC, day one DLC for Assassin's Creed 4 was part of that exclusivity contract. Well, that's a good point. So it was kind of on its own little platform of weirdness. We'll see. And then, and then at the end of the day, you always have to look into things more. Like with yeah. that knowledge, that actually makes a lot more sense and yeah. makes it more reasonable. Yeah, because like, you're like, okay, yeah, Aveline is a licensed it's Sony been assassin character. <laughs> in part by Sony. It's yeah. not the game that's being developed by Sony. Or in this case, it was. But like yeah, I'm saying, yeah. for other cases, they aren't involved and they just want rights. Yeah. And like we, like I said, we don't actually know the, the ins and outs of that Destiny contract. And if those, Again, those yeah, guns... Not and, the and, biggest, yeah. worst There's, issue. There was the fact that there was even talk at some point. I think it's died down by this point. But the fact that... Bungie and Activision were actually looking into what they would have to do to break their contract and give Xbox their stuff because they kind of realized that yeah, yeah. Of that was around uh, December when those were it was talks. around Dark yeah. Below I think it was right around the time that um, well actually not necessarily but it was right around the t- it's a little different content mm-hmm. but it was when like first week of um, Dark Below and Will of Crota was the weekly strike and yeah people were going off about it yeah think- which I thought that was just silly I was like you know what yeah, they should have just had an alternate weekly. Yeah. And, More and options never hurt. Yeah. Like, it should have defaulted to the Will of Crota if you owned the DLC, but if you didn't, it should have automatically just loaded in a different... Which I'm ho- I'm think- I'm I'm curious now of what will happen with House of Wolves with that, because well, if they've learned... Probably do the same thing, honestly. 
Probably, but like us, like part of the reason why I think they did the push was to fix all these other issues that were complained about with Dark Below. One of them could be that if you don't own the DLC, it'll provide you with an alternate um, Nightfall. You know what I really hope, I hope that so. leads to if they were able to get that to work? Um, Dark Below. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. The DLC stuff? The DLC, yeah. The being included? Wow. In the rotation? Said, no, the, um, okay. the um, PS4 exclusives. The strikes that I cannot remember the name too. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Dust Palace Dust and Jesus Christ. It's I was exactly. like, is it? That's is a, it the, yeah. Is it glass. What is glass <laughs> house? Wait, no, that's no. A, that's a helm. Dust Plus. Palace and, and uh, Undying Mind. Undying Mind. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus. If they can be included God. because we've been yes, di- we've please. been wanting to play Dust those. Dust Palace Nightfall. all burn would be terrifying. Yeah, and I fun. Mean, we're oh, and terrifying. Yeah, we're moving toward an age where. You know, developers ultimately need to have more options, regardless of where their DLC is going or not. Like, yeah. I just, I never understand the argument against more options. Okay, now here is something I want to put towards you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so your whole thing is, you know, if I pay $60, I should get the same amount of content for which either console it is. What if, say, let's stick with Destiny. Yeah. Say if you bought it on PS4, you got... Hawkmoon and Monte Carlo and a strike. Okay. If you bought it on Xbox, you got two entirely different exclusive guns and an entirely different exclusive strike. That's so, a good one. So now, that's an interesting thing. Here's my argument, and this is where we yeah. again subtext is always important. Right. Guns. I I wouldn't get too worked up on that. The strikes depends on the story. Destiny is not very, very story driven, depending on yet. how you look at it. We'll say yet, yet because yet. we don't know what the future will Again, hold with that. Yeah, it's all subtext. At this I'd point, say the all... strikes are more murky than the guns because quantity wise, it's not wrong, but that quantity could also be defined depending on story subtext. The guns, that's not. I, I couldn't see you getting really worked up unless they were completely OP, but then again. You wouldn't experience that on the console anyway, so it wouldn't matter. So would you be okay Story if that existed? Depends. Uh, ultimately, I probably okay. I'd probably be okay because okay. it's we'll it's a that. quantity. It's a quantity problem. The quantity is missing from the game from Xbox 360 users, and they paid the sixty dollars. Quantity wise, it's just not right. At the end okay. of the day, no one's paying for monthly, which is all that really matters. Destiny, yeah. like we're all pay- we're playing an MMO without any subscription, apart from well, plus light, and, and MMO light. Yeah, well, I mean, MMO that's, that's why I said it's like at this point it's an MMO shooter. Like at, at the end of the day, that's what it really I mean. Breaks in MMOs, to. anyway, are like moving away from the subscription based. Well, and people are so like, regardless. Uh, just to touch that real quick, people are so apprehensive about using the MMO term, but what it literally translates to is massive multiplayer online. What is Destiny? Massive, massive multiplayer. multiplayer online. Fuck that same concept <laughs> could be used for Call of Duty. Yeah, technically it applies whatever, so whatever, yeah. but. There are RPG well, elements that, involved. So it's the same concept. RPG at the end of the day. Complete, an RPG. I was going to say completely sidetracked. I was about to go into that role-playing game. Yeah. Somehow got turned, turned into, into a, a yeah very based. specific mentality. When um, I don't know if you guys experience this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not playing as myself in a lot of games. Actually, all of them. <laughs> or if you want to go even to the next level, <laughs> Call of Duty has leveling up and unlocking abilities at specific levels. You're still playing through a game as in a role else. as someone else. Right. When RPG turned into a back and forth turn by turn game, or be- the, got a level me. or a level oriented unlock abilities at specific levels kind of game. I don't know. 
And the last time I checked, action RPG, you push a button, something happens. That's every game. Every, Shit, every I shooter is an RPG. Playing, I wish I was playing an action RPG right now. The, <laughs> I know. Demystify yeah. everything. I wish I was playing an action RPG instead of a shooter right now because if I pushed my button, something would actually happen. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Guns explode. Good work, Cody. You, you, you broke all the genres. I think we should just call all every of... title. I'm just waiting for my ultimate um, action turn-based RPG sim flight <laughs> MMO um, puzzle card playing game. I'm ready for Star the Citizen. game. Just it, the, the game. game. Genre it's labels the is the entire thing, and maybe that can be a topic at some Fuck, point. Just yeah, the right. whole thing of just genre labeling and how But, much... yeah, to kind of bring it back home a little bit, like – I don't know. It's such a weird and murky water because, like like I said, I think it, the best way you can kind of define specifically this kind of crap is if a company is just paying you to develop more stuff. Okay. That company paid you to do more things and commissioned you through a contract to develop more things for their thing. If they pay you to say, hey, that thing you're already working on, don't give it to those guys. Here's $1,000. That's bullshit. That's fucked up. And that's and that's where we again get into what I'm saying about like subtext and like looking into things. Further. That'd be a lot of contract reading. <laughs> I, it, well, obviously, yeah. but like that's I'm just a lot saying, of reading in general. <laughs> well, and I'm bringing yep, it yep, to my right, point right. though. My point is, at the end of the day, the person that is forthright and honest with you ultimately won't be completely harpooned to death. Yeah. In this case, Microsoft. In this case, they are not being forthright no. and upfront with you, and they will be harpooned to death. <laughs> and Microsoft Bioware, will be burned at the stake for their They crimes. will be crucified. Bioware also it just has bugged me on this one because, like, I've seen Kotaku and a bunch of other outlets reach out to them and sh- then, you know, photo just, photocopy their uh, trans like the the transcripts, man, and like, it's just like Bioware just been like. Sorry, we can't talk about that. And they're like, you can't even see, you are, can't even acknowledge that they're, they're getting. Be- I mean, on one hand, like I. And mad by NDAs, way, but I feel so sorry for them because they are getting so fucked over too. And, and yeah. that's and that's another part of the subtext. It's like you got to look at developer versus publisher. Right. Yeah. Well, and like this one's really? funny to me. Still, like one of the things I was reading on Kotaku was pretty basic, and it was just like um, someone asked, "Hey, is there a date for the PS4?" And they're just like, "We can't talk about that." And he's like, uh, "Can you confirm there's even a PS4 version?" He's like, we can't talk about that. It's like, wait, even you cannot that. confirm that wow. there's even a PS4. DLC the, coming, yeah, like like we said already, like this is an incredible extreme of this concept. Yeah. But there's yeah. bad, and then there's completely egregious. Yeah, because like it would have been one thing even if they could have just been like, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna say anything else? No. Nope. Just just be more honest with the consumer, guys. Like that at the end of the day, that is what is going to help sell your game. Look, we can get annoyed develop a with consumer Destiny. trust. Yeah. We can get annoyed with Destiny all we like, but at the end of the day, they're still working to make their game the best it can be. They were honest and with us. And provided their one. consumers. Yeah. yeah, they were they were honest. They were completely honest, and at the end of the day, you can't fault them for that. And that's why it won't be as bad as, say, as this. It won't yeah. be as bad as locked out things versus Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. It won't be as bad as those day one DLCs because at the end of the day, we know about it. We can anticipate it. That's the best of all. That was an Here's annoying an show. odd thought process that will be probably, I don't know what else will be received. But for instance, Arkham City came out on three consoles when it came out. PS3 or four. PS3, 360, PC, and the Wii U. Later. It was within a week. It was pretty close. That one was Arkham really close. City? The Wii U wasn't even out when Arkham City was released. 
And then Origins probably then, but still. No, it was no, pretty because close. it was Arkham City Armored Edition. Yeah. It regardless, came like a year and a half or something later. It was a very long time. There later. was, okay, regardless, then let's go on to a different one. Fucking any of them that have come out at the same time on all four consoles. Okay. What I'm getting at is that the Wii U ones are always developed to play completely differently with a different experience, even though you're promised the same game. First of all, on one hand, yes, that's true. On one hand, you kind of have to do that. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm literally just getting down to the point of like, this is a weird situation. How do we? How would you even address this one with this mentality? Like, because the same thing could be said about Dragon Age. Yeah. how there is an entirely different interface on PC than there is anywhere else, mainly because it has the buttons, the buttons. That's, and that's what that one <laughs> is. is the buttons. I don't think the... you can add quote unquote interface into your arguments for what's right or wrong for the but consumer. But I'll say this no, though. No, I'm never saying that's what yeah, it is, yeah. but it's just the fact that you have a game being made entirely different ways on different consoles because of the limitations. Right. Well, what, I was, what I was about to say though yeah, is sure. that the Wii U does have the hardcore controller, which is a straight knockoff of the other two controllers. Like you have the ability to provide the exact same experience and then you develop a different one. But no, nah, because we want to use the gamepad. Gamepad. See, well, that's that's the bigger piece I'm getting to is the fact that we have this situation with another console that they're trying to be treated the same, and then companies are uh, uh, outright avoiding the issue by like, no, we're gonna develop a completely different game for you guys because fuck you. Like, it's stupid in this day and age because at the end of the day, like, even though most people don't think of the Wii U that way, the Wii U's done a good job of trying to provide itself in that manner. Like, here's here's a controller that will react the same as your 360 controller. Why isn't it being treated that way? What control? Okay, are but you talking the about hardcore the hard- controller has both thumbsticks and four okay. buttons on both sides and also, a bumper and R twos. You're also so say that was the only way to play a game, then you're alienating an audience who essentially they have to go buy an entirely new piece of new hardware yeah. to the, play the game. The, the gamepad has all those buttons too. Okay, but it's still on the same time. Like you have these assets, you might as well use them. And that's what I'm getting at, though, is the fact that we have this this mentality that like it has to be the same across all the game co- consoles, and then we get to these consoles that have these other abilities. I mean, PlayStation has a, an eye. It could add eye functionality. You have the the connect. Most games do provide some form of connect functionality nowadays. Eh, that's going away. I know it is, finally. But uh, regardless, they did for quite a while. When does it stop? When do we finally go, okay, yeah, clearly they're going to be different experiences. And that fits right that's, in line with the PS4 stuff again. Like it's that's just that's different than actual content though. Like in the game, is quantity because I mean you're, you're well, experiencing you, a different experience. You have to have a mindset that's at least flexible for what you're talking about. I don't think talking about complete content in a game yeah. is different. It, it, it is completely different than talking about what an interface is on a console that's being made. I, well, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying flat out, you have the ability to play with the controller format of a of a Xbox One, a PS4, on a Wii U, and no one does. Why? Because they don't want to. They don't want to go into it. It's time and effort. <laughs> well, the thing though is, if you're already developing one thing for two consoles, isn't it easy to just port it to a new one? But it's not though, because we're talking about different architectures on different hardware. And you look that, at uh, that, I know, but uh, that's what I'm getting at though is the fact that like all this stuff is being streamlined to look the same, feel the same, and react the sure. same. Why don't companies want to do that? Because they could. They could, but it's time they, and effort that they, they also, don't need to put into when they don't want they to. They also, if they Unless have the assets and the yeah. ability to, they want to make your experience on that specific console the best they can. Look at for the perfect example of Specifically, this. Specifically. Hang on. 
Look at the perfect example of this being Watch Dogs. Yeah. When it was ported to PC, the controls were awful because it still yeah. controlled more like a console game. Well, and that's 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 fine. I'm not getting at that part of it. I'm saying that when you are provided the same assets in the sense that you are given control scheme and visualization and you're already devoting a team developing a completely different format, a completely different format. Why? Why not just because put an extra time because it's going to have these assets and Again, it goes back to the whole reason. You know what? If I, you know, maybe this isn't enough for some people. Yeah. If I have a game that's on PS4 and Wii U and I get a little bit of extra cool stuff on the touchscreen that adds to my ability to play the game, it's cool for some people. And no, it's that's, using those assets for people. Right. And I'm playing devil's advocate to what you were just arguing about the PS4 getting those content. Like, if you think about it, but that's the same the, thing. It's You're trying not, to create an exclusive You're trying to create an exclusive experience per console. That's the point of it. Because is of that, the control scheme, not because of a differing amount of con- content. Yeah. The content is I still mean, all there regardless of the console. If we're arguing sort of, that, if we're of. arguing interface, that's different. Interface versus content are, I, I don't think you can argue that the same way for each. I mean, kind of, because like you can say on a gameplay experience, fine, but I don't right, think on a but consumer I just mean like, basis. Okay, so yeah, like the, right those games wrong. came out at different times because like City's the one that keeps coming to mind. Like, look but, at it this way: like, are you gonna feel like you got ripped off if you pay mm-hmm. sixty dollars for a game on Wii U? Is do you feel like you got ripped off, like content gameplay wise, if it doesn't control slightly well? Well, no, it has well, to control well. Exactly. Like, and regard- that's why well, you have to make it. Exactly. Yes. It, well, and that's, and, that's, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, though, is that, like, here's the thing. They're basically developing a brand new, completely different game following the same story. That's all it is when they do a Wii U title. The Wii U, uh, most of the time. Like, Armored Adventures was actually pretty much a completely different gameplay style. I don't style. remember Armored Adventures. Armored That's Edition. Armor, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I do, you Batman, know what I mean. Armored Adventures. That's basically what it turned into because he wore heavy armor the entire time that had shock abilities. It's what became Origins capabilities. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's funny. That's what they did is they ported that ability over. Yeah, and it was also a year and a half after that other game. It's that's, hard to say. It right, was the same right. Game. And that's that's all I'm saying though is that you're trying to provide an experience. You market yourself a certain way, and then you release a title that has different control scheme, which is justifiable as you're saying because you have touch abilities, but in addition, it could follow a, a slightly different storyline that cuts out pieces because you can't make it work for your new thing. When does, where do you draw the line on that? That's my bigger point on this. Is like where well, is that line drawn? And again, and, like it approaches the yeah. line of subtext. It's exactly. all in the eyes of the beholder at the end of the right, day, regardless. Right. But look, what? Yeah. Okay, Armored Edition versus regular, yeah, whatever yeah. Arkham City. City. Clearly, the Arkham City games were far better just in general yeah. because. It came Absolutely. out at the time that they wanted. They were very critically well received. The controls functioned perfectly. Exactly. Armored Edition, from what I understand from reviews, yeah. I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, did not control well. It yeah. did not function well, and it came out a year and a half away from Arkham City. Yep. They were two different games. I don't. I mean, it's right, something right. you have to be aware of when you're a Wii U owner. Yeah. Clearly, though, if you're a Wii U owner, you're not buying the Wii U yeah, for the cross-platform. I was going like, right. to say, how many games, game. right. honestly, come out that are AAA huge on right. all three consoles? None. Almost none. Well, and that's, like, I'm not trying to cause an argument here. Like, I'm literally just trying to point out more pieces so that... right now. So angry. So angry. <laughs> but like it's just one of those things where it's like, where does that line exactly get drawn? And like how much of it can be drawn? Because like does 
does the extra time to develop essentially a brand new experience for this other console outweigh the possibility of just refining the controls from the previous experience on this new console? But I think you, I mean, that's the it, bigger line. I see where you're going. Yeah, it that's, depends on the console. Yeah, okay, like, that's Xbox 360 and PS4, hardware aside, yeah. completely, their controls and button layout very, very similar. Basically, at least the same. The, yeah, basically you, the same. Aside from the the touchscreen, is the same. Different. Like no, I'm saying like once you remove that touchscreen, it's the same control scheme. But their touchscreen is there, right? And you have to right. include it in your gameplay right. because that's what Wii U and Nintendo want. That's on I mean, the why they don't. That's not had, even the issue though. If you that's had a like, bunch of games that came out on right, all three right. consoles, and there was a bunch of these major games that didn't include the touchpad at all, how much of an uproar do you think there would be? I think there would be I a bit. I don't actually think there would be I think too there would much. be. Because not on the AAAs. Not on the AAAs. On, on things that they're trying to, like, market as a, 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 a individualized experience on this one console. Like, that's one thing. Well, that's completely different. No. That, like, uh, what I'm getting at is, like, if you're marketing it that way, that's what the expectation is. If you're saying that you're port, like, all you're saying is that, hey, we're going to come out on these three consoles, and that's all you're saying, and you presented a trailer that presents what the game should be like, you should be presenting that experience regardless of what console you're on. Rather than yeah. being like, this is individualized for the Wii U because we have this ability. Like, being like that. Just make it functional so that, like, say the map is easier to access because of the touchscreen. Like, well, and that's what a lot of those are. Right. But I'm just saying, like, what I'm the, the primary core I'm saying is that do we develop more time towards developing a brand new individualized experience or just getting the control scheme right with what you already have? Because that's what changed between... Well, that's, that's a lot of what it is. It's just expanding on that control yeah. with those additional assets. It's not taking the control and entire control scheme, flipping yeah. it upside down and creating an entirely new button that does an entirely different thing in the game. Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing. Like, uh, that's what I was trying to get to at the end of the day was just that you have dev time. What are you going to do with it? How I much of that is impossible? I make it ostensibly work on right. Each console. I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like if it doesn't like... work on one console, then it's not going to happen. And yeah. also, you have to look at what do the people that control the console want out of the game. That's as well. more and or less that's where we're at. going into all three consoles. Never going to happen because Nintendo has their own way of thinking, and they're an older business, and they're very stuck in the. Well, rest. like what we talked about, like I think the NX is going to be pretty much. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I hope it's. I hope they they embrace things. Well, and, and like I was saying, like I clearly, hope they've that. they've made very bold statements that they want to go that direction. So I'm like we've said, I'm hope obviously being attached to the statement, but sure. I really do think they're going to go the direction of essentially making what they did when they did like the Sega versus the SNES where they were like true core games consoles at that time and then like you could speak of Nintendo and it was like oh you actually are a core gamer I kind of feel like they're trying to bring that back around and that's why they're getting the mobile going on that's what we talked about last week so I don't need to go over that again but right. ostensibly eight years from now <laughs> <laughs> right, so the we're NX. two console generations from now. Maybe we might have something. Final no, thoughts. probably one. Because I mean, I, I mean, PS3 and, P and Xbox 360 was an eight-year cycle. I think, and that's a great question. Actually, that's a really interesting question. What is the NX going to be like in the generation of? Is it going to be something that's soon? Is it going to be something the that's next, next generation? generation? Next I generation. think because technically the Wii U is a console generation almost behind. It's half. That's it's it's well, it's half, in between yeah it's, it's still it's, behind yes so would it they did just the wait? it did the dreamcast I thing of coming so. out Maybe. ahead is all it really did is that it came out ahead because they were trying to make it like compete with whatever these guys were going to do and then they totally botched it by releasing it a year and a half ahead a lot of them well, which is what the dreamcast did to the i blanked gamecube and ps2 
things. Well, and it's also important to have good games when your console comes out. Well, Dreamcast you know. suffered from a lot of yeah, weird, there was that. stupid games. Well, and then it was eclipsed by the PS2. Completely. Flat out. Oh, God. You know? PS2 best, like, one of the best-selling consoles. Yeah. It fact, was for, for the longest time. time. Yeah, it's Until the Wii. Time. Yeah. Until the Wii. Until the Wii. Yeah. yeah. And I think the only reason why the Wii sold as well as it did is because it finally embraced that everybody aspect. Well, everybody. is literally what their market was. Everybody. And that's what PS2, people thought PS2 was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we came along and actually did See, better. and that's the funny part, is exactly. then people thought the PS3 was a core experience, well, more than, or less. At the end of the day, it's all about marketing. It's all yeah. about being open to your consumer. And that's where I'm trying to lead right, it back to. Right. You have to be honest about what your expectations are so the consumer can have the right expectations for right. what's going out. So at the end of the day, the biggest problem here is that we have no expectation. Yeah. And well, we we have an expectation is it's lie to us. That's the expectation is just flat out <laughs> don't tell us what you're going to do. Like Mine that's isn't. No, I mean that's what they that's what our expectation is right now for the hack on crap is that we know flat out that Microsoft told them you can't say anything. Yeah, that's what really we know as an expectation that's which is bullshit yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day i think um like I, i've reiterated multiple times like i want i'm fine with content as long as it's like exclusive content as long as the company is upfront about it uh upfront about the d- difference in delay and that they paid the company to make the content i want to make sure those developers are getting paid for the additional stuff they're making because sure. in, in, in reality like if you're cutting out like what they did here that's not paying them for that content. That's just literally being like to PS4, just a giant middle finger up in the air at PS4. I don't know. It's it's a convoluted thing that clearly has a lot of emotions behind it. Clearly has a lot of thought behind it. But then they it does work. Like it's shitty extent. that it works. Well, it functions against I mean, people and and for people. At the end of the day, this is this is one of the more exciting things about getting into the gaming world because. Yeah. The thing that we benefit from that not a lot of other businesses have is that gaming is still a relatively new business. Medium, yeah. I mean, we are now entering the part where now we have old people. Yeah. And they're like, Mere <laughs> just now, just yeah. now we're entering but old, old people. people. Like, well, yeah, like <laughs> within the like the 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Like now no, we're agree. finally getting into like, oh, yeah, he's the grandfather of something. Of, of blah, blah, Before blah. then, it was, was like, the father of something. it was the teenager of something. <laughs> Pretty much. But, but uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time, but it's also a murky time. We have to start thinking about what are our expectations. Yeah. And that's why it is so important that publishers and developers maintain a clear expectation of what's coming out for your game what consumers expect and that helps consumers expect and understand better too more transparency is never a bad thing i've never seen transparency as a bad thing i mean i understand from their their mentality as a business they're like we can't let the competitor know what's going on i understand i understand that mentality but ultimately it will ruin you Yeah. yeah absolutely well I had one more final piece, but I can't remember it. So we're just going to move on. Let's just go on ahead and think. Do you have any more thoughts? Either of you? I, I, I think, think that's a great way I think it's all out there. I'm pretty sure it's all out there. Yeah. A um, couple last uh, yeah. remarks here. Um, I personally want to thank. We finally launched the official Facebook page last week for this. Go like us there. Go like us there. Geek Domination. Geek Domination is the Facebook link. Um, We have an official Twitter. All that social media bullshit. Uh, Find us. We'll send you dick pics all day long. (laughs) All day if you really want it. We get an Instagram? 
Oh, we oh that my one god! Yet. That's <laughs> where we need the dick pics. Yeah, that's apparently. where those dick pics are going. Um, if that or Snapchat. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Funhouse has a Snapchat. We could always get a Snapchat, and it'd be awful. <laughs> Can we not get a Snapchat? Please, no. Shit. Yet, maybe. No, one. I Fuck hate yeah. that thing. Please, no. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, please, please participate in our own discussions. I mean, we'll actually read your stuff on here and actually like converse back with you guys mm-hmm. live if you guys email us at geek yeah geek yep. domination listeners at gmail.com or just post it straight up to the facebook page yeah we'll see cool it there that. and we'll talk about it on the show yeah Boom. cool guys we'll see you next week bye bye